Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this Wednesday, August 16th, 2023. This sports program starts right now. Football! It is happening. We're just one day away from preseason week two for most teams kicking off, which means we are just 22 days away from NFL football actually happening in beautiful Kansas City as the Detroit Lions attempt to live up to the hype that everybody is giving them in their first attempt of a 2023 season on maybe making the playoffs for the first time in a long time as they take on Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, who will be hanging a banner celebrating another Super Bowl championship Mm. in a dynasty in the making. Yep. We're just 20-some days away from that, but Ooh. right now, we got a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. The Toxic Table is here at Boston Connor with his mullet. Looks good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Getting the hang of it. We're hitting a uh, you know, hot streak here in you know, Back Porch Barber. He, he did his deed today as well. Yeah, JC, obviously the uh, Thunderdome Barber comes in every single Wednesday, wakes up at like 3 a.m. to drive from where he lives out in bumfuck Indiana. Yep. <laughs> Drives his way up here. Always has great attitude and his scissors are always hot. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Snipping. He's fantastic. Fantastic at what he does. We appreciate him. And your mullet is doing great things. Good vibes coming off of that dome today, just next to Ty Schmidt. Ty, I know Hard Knocks has got to be tough for you to watch because of how happy it seems that Aaron Rodgers is to be a New York Jet and how much say he seemingly has over there. Everything he dreamt of as a Green Bay Packer. And he even made reference to it to Bryce Young. Like, you know, it's it's weird being in a new place after you've been at one place for a long time. And he said, I wish that for you. Mm-hmm. He wishes, you know, obviously he wishes Bryce success. But I think he also said, I hope that you end up at the same place for a long time because there's something special about that. I think Aaron truly felt that way. But things happen, and obviously he moves on into his next chapter in the big city, and Hard Knocks is captivating this year. Hard Knocks is good this year. Mm -hmm. Hard Knocks last night was a great episode. We'll continue to dive into it here in a matter of moments as we introduce the rest of the incredible crew. Is that a three-quarter zip hoodie with the fucking cowboy hat on one half of the hammer? Don! Cowboys. You're goddamn right. It's good eye out of you. Yeah, I, I mean, I was checking it out. You know, you're a pretty good dresser. I think you. Thank uh, you. I appreciate that. I, I think you do. You think about what you're putting on I your do. body. I do. We all do. You don't. It is obvious. I lay out my outfits the night before, so I don't know what you're talking about. No, you about. don't. Yes, I do. You have yes, two outfits. Asshole and bigger asshole. And I lay them out every night. True. I'm not disagreeing with the asshole you know, aspect of the outfit, but I still lay them out every night before. You look good. With Honestly, all due respect. Thank you. You do your thing. Normally, Finally. Kai's the sweatpants guy. You're the... How did that get pieced together sure. as an outfit well, guy? Blue, a lot of blues know. and blacks together. For yeah, and blues colors. And, I mean, blues and blacks go together. Yeah, see, it depends uh, what animals. blue. Yeah. You know, All that's of the, them. See, that's, you caught part of the message about blue and black nope. but you didn't catch all of the message about like an incredibly dark blue not supposed to be paired with that but we're not even <laughs> fashion gods okay i wear a tank top every day mm-hmm. what i'm saying is you clearly don't care what you look like in public we know that <laughs> i disagree we, we know that ty is a comfort leisure that's right swag tone cares about his outfits mm-hmm. this is a good one i think Thank you should you. feel good about I, this. I, I really did i want to put it on today you know i thought about what you said yesterday you know when someone puts on a they think about it, and they put it on, and they put it on a, on a jacket. They want it to be noticed. And I say, you know what, today I want to be noticed, okay? Yeah, and that's why I said, hey, nice three-quarters zip hoodie. Really nice of you. Not only because I don't think I've ever seen something like that before no. in a long time. Does it have one of these or no? Oh. oh. Does it have pockets? You know, the what? <laughs> oh, it's got zippies on the side. What? That's what I was about yeah. to say. Yeah. Wow. That's the new What? One. Yeah. That thing's the cargo shorts of yeah. hoodies. Yeah. Damn, good for you, bro. Thank you. Shit. Another man that dressed better than all of us, yeah, obviously, on a day-to-day well, basis. Actual fat. 
He dressed. You need to stop him. Not today. That's not even a, a question. Yeah, today know. he looks awesome because he's repping the team that oh, obviously he thing. played for the longest and the city that he currently resides. And the team that will have the head coach of joining us in about 10 minutes, the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Uh, Pac-Man Jones is here. Yeah, yeah, Pac. Pac. Boy, Pac. How you doing, Pac? You doing good, pal? Yeah, I'm doing good. <laughs> What's wrong? Doing all right. What's wrong, Pac? What's wrong? Right, you seem a little down. I'm, I'm just waiting for Coach. And when Coach get on here, I'm just going to let him know. If Tone say, ask the question, just do this. Just flip him off. Mm-hmm. Tone Diggs, that guy right there. The guy in the three-quarters. I'm not afraid to call him a loser and flip him right back off. Oh, that'd be sweet. <laughs> if the guy in the back okay. asks the question, that ain't yeah. just a, the, two back-to-back AFC Championship games, this guy. You're yeah. going to call him yeah. a loser. No, 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 no. I'd probably take the jet route and call him a dickhead. Well, that was to a 15-year-old kid. It was, yeah. Jet Passing really throwing his fastball, looking like Nolan Ryan at 63 yeah. last night in that John Boy Media video, where I believe it was Passing's kid and his friends taking on somebody. Right. And, you know, Passing thought that this kid had a little bit more riz, you know, exactly. than what he was showcasing exactly. in the conversation. So Jet Passing said, you know what? I'm a published author. I'm a fucking media guy. Mm-hmm. Let me ask these questions. And this kid stiff arms Jet. Yeah. And Jet gets this. I brought you into this one. Yeah. Not happy. Not to be a little dickhead. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I love the Jet's back. You know, oh, yeah. that tree tried to get him. Yeah. 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 Try to get his back. Yeah, yeah it did. And it Jet. Did. And Jet's back. Jet's back. With a new back mm-hmm. and also backing it up that he ain't got time for anybody's shit, including 15-year-olds who are going to act a little bit high and mighty. Jet, great to see that, pal. Love you, Jet. Keep flying. Uh, I hope Zach Taylor comes in. I hope you have a great conversation with him. I'm excited to chat to him. Also, another head coach joining us today, uh, Arthur Smith yes. of the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Yes. With a mustache. Uh, yep. Yep. Big storyline, you know, mustache. Yeah. Not for everybody, he said, literally, as he got there. <laughs> I watched the end of the Miami Dolphins-Atlanta Falcons preseason game, mm-hmm. and there was like 58 seconds left. I don't remember the exact but Artie Smith was up like 20 to 3 or something like that against the Dolphins. Yeah. And he was calling a timeout or something because he wanted to work on some. And they had a close up of McDaniel wearing these uh, like trippy yellow sunglasses. He looked yeah, so cool. Dahmer. Fresh fade, obviously. No headphones on because they're down 20 to 3. There's 53 seconds. And they, were, they had the camera on him when Artie like called a timeout or something. And McDaniel like looked across the field like, what are we? And then they showed Artie on the other side. He's still, yep. we need to be up. doing this. We need to be doing this. I wonder where he's at. You know, because when he takes over that Atlanta Falcons team, there's no yeah. expectations. No. no. Artie Smith, not like a glamorous name either. No. This guy was sleeping on a couch in Tennessee. Yep. Mm-hmm. Was he the guy that was the reason they were successful? Or was it Vrabes? Or was it LaFleur there? Or oh, was I it? Will. There were so many other names. We didn't really hear Artie. So when he was hired at Atlanta, I don't think expectations were high at all. Julio Jones wanted the fuck out of there. Matt Ryan wanted yep. the fuck out of there. They had no idea what it was going to be. He just instilled a hard-nosed football team. That's, That's right. right. We're going to run the ball. Cordell Patterson becomes just an X-back pretty much for them getting the ball in every single play. Now they got a new rookie quarterback, or not second-year quarterback in Desmond Ritter going into his first year as a starter out of Cincinnati. And a lot of people say, this guy looks like a 55-year-old. Yeah, he does. does. You know what I mean? He played a lot of football at Cincinnati, won a lot of football at Cincinnati. What will he be able to do now that the Atlanta Falcons are his team? I'm excited to hear what Artie has to say. Remember, son of a Marine. Also, son of the man who created FedEx. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same guy. Okay, so... Artie Smith, with his mustache having ass, could literally be sit up in some 
office somewhere. Yeah. This is just like Schultz. Could be up in some office somewhere yep. collecting a check for the rest of his life because of how rich his father is. Now, there's a story about his dad where he went to Vegas, yes. won like a blackjack tournament or something, mm-hmm. and that funded FedEx to continue going. They were going out of business. Yeah. He goes to Vegas, actually bets on himself, yeah. wins, is able to keep FedEx alive. FedEx, obviously, now this juggernaut Goliath in logistics everywhere in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Artie could just be doing that yeah. easily. Yeah. Just how you doing? Keep it moving. Chilling. Instead, he picked the miserable life of being a football yeah. coach. And although I assume it's fulfilling for him to see teams come together and players get better, it's like to choose that over what he could do, we respect and appreciate, but we will remind him of that fucking shit Absolutely. when we yeah. talk to him today in the second hour. Have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kidding me? This guy could be making, you know, $150 million a year, just basically. Well, he will. It's like when his dad passes. Yeah, sure, exactly. Yeah. He, he, but he, does, he doesn't have to be sleeping. He could be sitting on a computer, playing solitaire all day, doing whatever the hell he wanted to do. He doesn't need to be, you know, putting in 19, 20-hour days, being miserable, being super stressed out all the time. But he chose to do that. He said his dad forced him that way. You yeah. Right? The last time we talked to him. Go you ahead. Know I love what you do. Do what you love. Hell yeah. Yeah. And he did love football. And I think Schultz said this, and I'm not saying Artie Smith and Schultz are the same, because Schultz would smack, or Artie would smack Schultz in the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Schultz would actually dissipate. Yeah. Yeah. Clay would. You know, Marine dad, Starbucks founder dad, a little different. A little different. Jeans are a little different. Yeah. But we still respect both of them for what they do, even though somebody took quite a shot yeah. at them there. It was common. But Artie Smith told us his dad like wouldn't have let him basically. No. Like my our dad ain't gonna let No, nah, you're gonna work. Yeah, he ain't gonna yeah. let me just sit here and let Oh, you think I went to the Marines and you think I went to Vegas and bet it all in this fucking company to be good so you could just sit on your fucking ass? Mm. Go sleep on a football facilities couch mm-hmm. for the next seven years straight. Don't see your family. Nope. Print out play sheets, run and get coffee for these yep. guys. What? Win some football games, and maybe you'll be something at FedEx. And we'll talk. And then we'll talk. And then Hardy's like, I guess. And now he's the head coach yeah. of the fucking Falcons. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable story. Yeah. Can't wait to hear the expectation on In the Trenches last year. A.Q. Shipley, former offensive lineman in the NFL, he literally had the Falcons on like the first four weeks because yeah. their systems, their schemes, how they were doing. But then they just stunk. We couldn't have them be on well, every single week. But yeah. they were a lot better than we expected them to be. Yeah, they were great. And then the Phantom call on Tom Brady for on Grady Jarrett basically ruined their whole season. Yep, and that's going to change a lot of things. Did he throw or did he place uh, quarterback yep. on the ground? There's going to be a full convo. Can't wait to chat with Artie. He, you know, um, I don't know how many full interviews he does. Yeah. yeah you know, he, he's pretty press conference. Yeah. We're yeah. trying hard, thank you. Mm-hmm. We're running the ball right and to the left. Yeah. Next question. Yep, we agree. Nope, football. See you tomorrow. Yep. Bingo. That is what he is. No nonsense. He is bang. So we got to get him a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's drinking beers in the locker room with his team after wins. So yeah, you so know he has it. He's just oh, yeah. these players love him. Yeah. Yes. Players so love him. So it's somewhere in yeah. there. We I, we got to try to find it, even though we probably won't. And then uh, playoff PGA champion from this past weekend at the. Um, uh, uh, St. Jude. Jude Cup down in Memphis where it was 175 degrees. Uh, Lucas Glover will join us. Okay. Hey, that's big. Look at us. Go. Come on, Lucas. Ah, it's a couple different sports. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Champions in both sports. Yeah. Aren't we? I mean, that's real. That's oh, a real yeah. deal. Yeah. That's a big day. Yeah. That's a big day. That's dash. Holy shit. I'm pretty pumped about today. Juiced up. I had no idea when I came in this morning that we were having three legends on. Yeah. I actually saw you and heard you when you realized you're 
packed it. Good day. Holy shit. Zeke, this is a good day. Yeah. It's a good day today. It is a great day. Let's make the most of it. I do believe joining us right now. Ladies and gentlemen, this man was hired as a Cincinnati Bengals head coach in the first couple years were not great. A lot of people were wondering how the hell is this guy going to be able to survive in the NFL? He was hired allegedly because he had a cup of coffee with McVay, but his offense ain't worth a damn. Mm -hmm. Insert Joey Burrow. Insert Jamar Chase. Insert his culture. Now it's back-to-back AFC championships and something that every single year we will be expecting mm-hmm. a at least 11-17 to 17 win season. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, no pressure. Head coach of the Bengals, who have an indoor facility now, Zach Taylor. Yeah. That's right. I appreciate you guys having me on. That's quite the introduction. Hey, Coach, you deserve it, man. And I think we've been pretty open with you that, like, the first couple years, whenever you got to the Cincinnati Bengals, we had the same thoughts as literally everybody because it's not easy to be a head coach in the NFL. There's a lot of fired head coaches. I forget the number. It was like $200 million or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, like $500 maybe. Yeah, whatever the number was, was being paid to fired coaches in the NFL by the owners across the NFL because there's not a lot of patience and it's not an easy job. Those first two years, I assume you would even say tough, very tough. But then you kind of get your culture instilled. Now you have your team there. You got your trigger man, we hope, with his calf. You got incredible weapons. You got a defense that's there. Expectations are high. What is life like now, knowing that the expectations are vastly different than what it was before? And how do you handle that with your team? That's that's what we've always wanted from the jump. You know, since we were 0-12 and no one's at the game, rightfully so, and we're struggling just to get a win, and now the expectations are very high. This is what we, we signed up for when we got here. And so we welcome those expectations. We're excited for the season to get going. Do you have to change the way you talk to the team with uh, expectations? Obviously, it's different teams. You talk to them differently. Have you changed since those days? Has the message changed? Or what is it? How is it for you? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure things have subtly evolved for me and the team. But but really, these guys are guys that kind of have a built-in chip on their shoulder no matter what. Um, that's a big reason why a lot of them are here. And so you combine all those those types of guys and types of personalities and they've always got that right edge to them. And so you don't need to, you don't always need to construct a message to get them going. These guys, it's pretty built in for who they are. And I think that's why we've had success the last two years, the way we've had it. So what do you do during the off season now that your team is where it is? Are you trying to figure out how to get better? How do we get AFC is fucking loaded. coach. Mm-hmm. And now obviously yeah. the NFL is hard. Every Conference is loaded. Every division is loaded. Yeah. It's the NFL. But the AFC right now, because of you guys and because of the other teams in the AFC, is very, very loaded. Do you have to think about new strategies, new schemes? How do we get over the hump? How do we go further? Or is it just we got to do what we got to do and get better at our shit? Like, how, how is the offseason for you as a head coach of a team that's expected to win a Super Bowl basically every year now? Yeah, you said it. I mean, it's a combination of the two. We, we've got really good players so you don't want to you don't want to deviate too much from what they've done really well over the last couple of years. But at the same time, you got to continue to evolve and tweak um, as teams are trying to catch up to you. So the one thing we, we believe is this is the toughest division in all of football, the AFC North. Yeah. And and so if you can win the division, be in contention for the division, you're battle tested, ready for the playoffs. And so again, that, that's what this division serves us so well when you're competing against those three other teams and the histories and the players and the coaching staffs they have. It gets you ready for December and January football, and that's what we found these last two years. And so we, we strive to be the best team in the division. If you can come out alive, you got a pretty good path in the playoffs. 
Tomlin said, it's hot in the kitchen. The AFC North, it's hot in the kitchen every single year. Smash mouth football due to how the stadiums are constructed and how weather happens. You have to be tough. You're the play caller, though, and you got Joe Burrow, okay? And you got Jamar Chase out there. And you got mm-hmm. T. Higgins out You got weapons everywhere. How hard is it not to just have him throw the ball 65 times? <laughs> uh, honestly, like as a play, with how much talent you have, you put me in Madden, and I'm not good at video <laughs> games, but you put me in yeah. Madden and I have the talent you have, it's like, sweet, every fucking play, we are wide open. As a play caller, how have you developed with this team? And is it hard not to just go at, uh, with all the weapons that you have? Yeah, we get pretty close. We, we throw the ball quite a bit. We leave those guys on the field. And I think Jamar had almost 100 plays in the season opener last year against Pittsburgh. Uh, he was targeted, I, I don't even know how many times. So uh, that, that's certainly a mentality that we have. At the same time, we're playing some pretty good defensive lines. So you got to do what you can to take the pressure off the line and hand the ball off and, and run some of the things that can manipulate the defense that way. But but yeah, you said it. we got a good group of receivers. And uh, we don't want to let everybody off the hook by not trying to get them the ball as much as possible. Yeah, I don't know how Joe is going to keep everybody happy with that ball, but mm-hmm. yeah, I did. guess you have him on the field for 100 plays. Yeah. Hey, we fucking tried. Yeah. <laughs> we had you, you know, we had you out there the whole the whole time. Uh, whenever you talk about your offense and being able to have to run the ball to help the defensive line in, in everything, all the defenses that you're going to kind of face, you guys didn't have an O-line for a while documented we all saw it it was a big part of the conversation now you had humans standing in there but for whatever reason they were turnstiles and joey burrow was getting broken in half and you guys were still winning games though like still he got seven times against the titans in the playoffs win yes then next one i think like nine times yep on the road win win and then super bowl i think he eight eight times eight eight times last play Mm -hmm. gonna get it again Almost, I mean, we're like this. So everybody knew that entire offseason, got to fix it, got to fix it, got to fix it. You guys invest in it. Then for like the first six, seven weeks maybe, and then it kind of settled in. What was it you think that really got your guys to the turning point to become a good group together? And was there any moments where you worried, like we're never going to be able to figure out this offensive line? No, I think that culture in that line room has really evolved over the last four years. You know, Frank Pollock's been here. Uh, he's worked really hard to establish the culture he wants in there. We've got the guys that fit that culture, um, signed some free agents, drafted some guys. So we feel really good about where that room's at and the identity that they have. And, um, you know, they're always together. You're in the weight room. You see them in the, the sauna. You see them in the weight room. They're always together. They're always eating together. And that's that's the type of bowling culture that we want from our guys. And so, uh, again, I'm proud of the room that we got right now, and we're expecting big things from those guys. Were you ever worried, though, that Joey Burrow was going to die on a football field? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You know, I see a lot of quarterbacks get injured over the course of the season. You know, if you look around from team to team at the end of last season, um, that's just the nature of the game, man. The, the great ones tend to hang on to that ball a little bit longer to the last second to make sure that they can let that guy get open and, uh, you know, they're going to scramble if needed. And so sometimes those guys are going to take some hits. And, you know, I, I think Joe, if, if he wasn't playing football, he'd be like an MMA fighter or if he had to go to the other side of the ball, he'd be a linebacker. So that's just kind of his mentality a little bit. I think he likes it to an extent. Uh, we got to do our best to protect him. But uh, that's just kind of the mentality that Joe's got. Yeah, I like. I got. We got visibly frustrated with him whenever he told us, and this was after he took that one shot in Philly, where his head yep. actually went <laughs> off of his body. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that was on a naked. He reversed course on a naked. You know, we're we're going out one way. There's no protection the other way, and he reversed course. And I think. Fletcher Cox or one of those guys got him. Yeah, yep. and it was clean. I, I've never yeah. seen that clean of a shot. His head, yeah. act, with the helmet, 
off the body. Mm-hmm. And then he came yeah. back in. I think you guys tied the game, I yeah. think, mm-hmm. is how the whole thing ended. So he came on our show, and it's always great to chat with him. And, you know, I asked him, like, hey, I saw you lose your head against Philadelphia. And then, like, there's these other shots you took. Like, I was a teammate with Andrew Luck. Like, I understand that it's, like, cool, and that's what football is to you. But you need to, like, think about the whole program here, you know, yeah. and the, the, the whole NFL. And he said, I like getting hit. I have to get hit. If I don't get hit, I don't feel like I'm in a game. And I was like, oh, no, Joe. Like, <laughs> Joe, this is not what we need to hear. But I think that's what makes yeah. him great, though. What have you seen from him another year? And obviously we know the calf. But, like, Joe seems to have it, right? I mean, like, everything that they talk about, all those top caliber athletes in every sport, yeah. the competitive drive the spite seemingly, the work ethic, the humility. He has it all. That's what we see from outside. What do you see from behind closed doors from when he came into the league to where he is now? And what do you think about him as a competitor as a whole? Yeah, you said it. Uh, He's different. He's rare. You have to be around him to be able to describe him. You know, if I sat here and someone hasn't met him and and they asked for a description of him, I say, I can't do it. You know, he's um, he's got an edge to him at all times. Uh, He's just got that killer instinct and he's a he's a champion. You know, and he won't settle for anything less. And so that's that's what you want in your quarterback. You've been around some great ones before. Um, there's kind of a quality that's indescribable, and that's what Joe has. And so, again, he's had a great attitude um, here in the building. We'll be excited to get him on the field whenever that happens, and uh, he'll be ready to go and lead us to a great year. I saw him running with that sports bra on. Yeah, he looked yep. good. Yeah. He had that sports bra on that he was throwing. Yeah, I saw him on his – did you see that, Coach? I, it was on the internet. I don't the know if catapult. you saw it. Yeah, you're talking about the catapult? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got to make that different. I, I mean, you do whatever you got to do, but they're sure. putting some people in some interesting spots. You know, they, they are – not that it's a bad thing. I mean – Every week. I wear a tank top every day of my fucking life, so I'm not saying anything. <laughs> but there are some things that kind of pop up, but we did see him moving. You guys are having no worries about Joe Burrow and his comeback time and everything like that? I feel good about the progress he's making right now. That's what you're getting out of me. A few weeks out from a few weeks. I think I could really start picking, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're, you're, you're like a real good guy. So uh, last question for me, and I know Pac and the boys have some, and we appreciate your time in the middle of watching. Yeah. How'd the boys do, by the way? What are we watching here? How'd, how'd practice go? Practice was good. Yeah, yes. Uh, two days ago, we had a great practice. So we'll get back at it today and then get on the plane and go see Arthur Smith and his crew uh, tomorrow. Yeah. So we're excited about that. Anything you want me to say to him? He's coming on like an hour. No, we, we we texted a little bit earlier, so I think we're on the same page. So, yeah, nothing, nothing needed for me. All right, let's stay away from the quarterback, stay away from the kickers, yep. stay away from the punters. Mm-hmm. We're not bringing any blitzes, hey, speaking right? Of, speaking of kickers, Pat, speaking of kickers, 2007, I'm playing in the CFL, bored out of my mind, and I played college fantasy football, and, and you were the kicker on that team in 2007. So I've kind of always had a soft spot for you. Um, all the games you helped me win there in 2007 playing college fantasy football <laughs> when I was in a hotel room in Winnipeg, Manitoba. You're playing college fantasy football? You love fucking football, I was. Bro. You love football. I was. Yeah. Play- I, or I was really bored. We only had four-hour work days from 8 to noon, and so I had to figure out a way to spend my time from noon on. And uh, so I, I played college fantasy football, and you were a big part of that. Man, I missed a few that year. I, I, you know, I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know the pressure of what was going on up in Canada. I wish I, wish I, I could have made your life a little bit better there a couple different days. But, boy, if I knew where that ball was going more often, that would have been a whole different story, you know? Mm-hmm. I was going to hit it every time. I was going to kick the ball mm-hmm. every single time. Sure. Hard. I'm oh, going yeah. for it. Didn't always know where it was going, Zach. Your guy right now, he's going to be like one of the greats when it's all said and done, old Money Mac. He's phenomenal, bro. He's on a great pace, you know, and he's, again, he's just happy-go-lucky guy. Same attitude every single day. Doesn't ride the highs and the lows. And uh, pretty dang good golfer also. How are you? You a stick? No, terrible. Uh, 19 handicap. 
Oh, okay, bogey golfer. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, hey, yeah. you're a stop. Right. Bean, you know, Bean from uh, Buffalo, the GM, he came in here and sandbagged us. Yeah, yeah. Just took Real us for $50,000 charity yeah. or whatever. <laughs> He's like a four or five. Who has the fucking time? Ridiculous. How do you have the time? Well, I, Kevin you, Huber. Kevin Huber was my, my partner in my member guest tournament I played in this summer, so he always carries me to, to a pretty good victory there. So what you say, hey, Kevin, you're going to have to fucking retire. You don't have it anymore, but also <laughs> need you to golf with me? Is that how that went? Correct. <laughs> I love Huber, man. He, I went to college, same time as him. When you're doing college football fantasy, I hope you drafted him because he was really good at Cincinnati or whatever. Then we get drafted same year, him obviously before me. Then every training camp, you know, Colts and Bengals played. So, yeah, like, I've stayed very close to Huber. What a legend. Absolute legend. Moving on from him, probably not easy at all for anybody in that building, I'd assume. No, it's a challenge, but he's still around. You know, he still comes to practice and came to the preseason game and I went to his retirement party the other night, so he's he's doing really well. Was the retirement party at the Blind Pig here? Listen, this is a cool thing. We pulled up this picture. Yeah. It, because, honestly, when I saw it happen, it made me feel like it was like what people describe as the old days. You know what I mean? Like, back in the day, it is thought that the celebrations in the cities after, like, football games or something good happened, everybody somehow at the same place Everybody's sharing the same moment with the same vibes. So whenever you were on a microphone, I think, at this place saying, hey, this game ball is for all of you, I'm like, how did they pick that bar? Is that where Zach gets boosted up at? Yeah. Is that where he's a regular? And also, how did this become a thing? I think everybody should have this. I'm sure Cincinnati loves everything about this out of you. Well, the first bar I gave it to, uh, Matt Lookout Tavern, is right by my house. So I drive by it twice a day, on the way to work, on the way home. Always see people in there, always kind of envious of, hey, on a Thursday night, Sunday night, that's what they get to do. They while got we're dollar wells. <laughs> Damn. I yeah, got... I don't know what they got in there, but but anyway, as we're walking off the field sure. to beat the Raiders for that first playoff win in however many years, uh, I'm immediately trying to get the ball and and get someone to write, it, write the, the score on the ball and send it into that play. So we've had a fun experience doing it. It's pretty random how we choose them. Uh, the real challenge is after away games, when we get back at midnight, calling the bars to see if they're going to be open while also not trying to give away what we're doing because I like it to be a surprise and, and you walk in and nobody knows where you're coming. So I've been hung up on many times trying to call a bar to make sure they stay open and they keep hanging up on me at midnight. Um, so there's been a couple missed opportunities by a couple places here in town. Well, they need to say, hey, listen, Ohio, Yikes. okay, in the Cincinnati area, let's stay on our P's yeah, and Q's. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, we need to celebrate this dub. That's old school, Zach. That's old. That's not like – that doesn't feel like a 2023 thing at all. Your whole team feels – Old school. Like, Joey feels like an old school guy. Mm-hmm. The way Lou Ann Rumo. And yeah. I, I mean, you take care. You got like an old school college feel over there. Do you guys sense that? Do you sense that in the building? I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I really do. I mean, these guys are, uh, they want physical practices. Uh, we also do a great job, I think, taking care of them during training camps for the first throughout the year. But they got that mentality, you know, and it's, uh, I, I can probably list 20 guys, you know, that I think are big time leaders on this team. And, uh, so, again, we're, I think these guys are built to the right stuff, and, and that's why we've had the success that we've had. Hell, yeah. Hey, you, you do pretty good, too, pal. Yeah, yeah you do pretty yeah. good, too. Pack has a question for you, Zach. Uh, first of all, I want to tell you, Coach, you're doing a great job with a bucket hat team. You know, we wear bucket hats. Uh, my first uh, question was, um, the defensive line and the linebackers look great. We lost two safety last year. But Cam looked really good yesterday. DJ Turner looked good also yesterday. I think Lou is doing a great job. Can you um, tell us about the young guys in the secondary um, uh, and the safeties? Yeah, so I'll start with the safeties. You know, we took Dax Hill in the first round two years ago. Uh, He played a smaller role last year. But now that we lost Jesse and Vaughn, he's going to have to step up and sign Nick Scott from the Rams, who played four years there. 
Uh, took Jordan Battle in the third round from Alabama. We think highly of him. So it's a good mix of guys uh, that are going to fit into that room. And then, like you mentioned, you know, we got Cheeto Wuzier coming back off of the ACL. Wuzier. You know, he'll be back here sometime. And um, so, again, he's he's a starting corner, high-end corner in this league. You got DJ Turner, Cam Taylor Britt, Mike Hilton. We feel like we got a really good group in there on defense. Yeah, nobody will hire Lou. So that's Thank good. God. No, that's we, good we, for we, you guys. we don't want Lou to go nowhere. Yeah, I understand. That's I what keep you. calling all these owners, telling them how bad he is. So, See, yeah, so <laughs> it is you. Yeah, it is you. Because we're out here wondering, because he comes on the show, he's awesome. Uh-huh. Yep. Like, absolutely awesome on the show. Your guys' team, incredible on the defensive side of the ball. Seems like everybody's bought in on every single play. It's like, that's what we're looking for right there. And then it's like, how many times have you been interviewed? Like, like four times or something like that. How many years? Yeah. 70 years. What? <laughs> what the fuck happened? How, how did this happen? But I understand it's good for you guys, but as a team that's been through like six coaches here, you know, in like the last seven years, mm-hmm. I don't know how we didn't let Paisano slip through our grasp. One here. time. There I'm, hey, early preseason, early training camp, defense beat offense always, or are you keeping track of that type of stuff? Yeah, I don't always like to look at it that way. Uh, if I feel like it's tilting that way, I might have to set up a drill where it goes the other way. Real yeah, fast. smart, smart. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, we did a get back on track drill yesterday, and the defense, you know, they they won that drill. And I'm calling plays on second ten, third nine, and I thought that's the last time I'm ever doing this drill. So you walk up feel pretty bit feeling bad about yourself. Uh, so we tried to set it up to where we have a little bit of success on both sides. All right. We're going seven on three. Yes. Seven on three. You guys get uh, one single high safety, two corners, and then we get to kind of run yeah. our thing. <laughs> I love that. I love everything about that. Connor has a question for you, Coach. Yeah, Coach, you just mentioned kind of the physicality of the practices and how the guys like that. But, I mean, summer days in Ohio, it's not always, you know, the coolest. It can get a little hot. How do you kind of temper expectations with fighting during the preseason, because obviously that's a big thing on the internet now, especially with the joint practices. Like you guys going to Atlanta, I assumed you might have told Artie Smith, like, "Hey, our guys might kick the shit out of you because they've been waiting to fight some dudes for a while." But how do you kind of relay that to the team and also still want to have that fire in the practices? Yeah, we. I mean, we we preach. You know, in a game, it's a penalty, but I get that these guys go against each other enough. Uh, to where their frustrations can can get the best of them sometimes. We, we practiced with the Packers last week. We got in two fights, um, told the team no fighting, got in two fights. It, it kind of guys were able to get it out of their system a little bit. Nobody got hurt. Oh, are you practice. losing the locker Everybody room? Whoa. Oh. <laughs> you told them no so it was, Uh-oh. It was, uh, you know, in the moment, it's not what we wanted, but but the guys were able to handle their business on the next play and, and get good work done. So um, they got out of their system, and we had a good practice. It's impossible. Like- we have talked about it at yeah. like, impossible. 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 Yeah. I don't know. It is a. I don't even know how you would. I appreciate that the coaches have to say that. Like D'Amico Ryan's yesterday, who's probably been in in them. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I have no idea how many. He's like, yeah, we got to tell him we got work to do here. You know, we're not trying to waste our time on fights. I'm like, yeah, you can say that. <laughs> Just as somebody that has been on the other side, right behind everybody, right. Just watching, like I don't think anybody's hearing that message. Yeah, it's possible. I, I think that one's going in one, right out the other. But it's good if your team didn't. Wouldn't you be worried? I think. I, I think. Sure. Yeah, I, we might not have had any fights my first two years here, so it might be a good thing that we got a few uh, last year with the Rams and this year with the Packers. Okay, let the boys go ahead yeah. sort it. Yeah, I, getting a culture. I love that. Go ahead, Tone. Coach, uh, you talked about the division and the AFC North and how tough it is. Um, Harbaugh and Tomlin have been there for a combined probably 40 years, I, I think now. Has the interactions with them who've been there forever, has it changed from your rookie season as a head coach to now coming off 
back-to-back AFC championship games? I, I don't think it's changed. You know, it's um, everyone's always cordial with each other. Obviously, we've had different in-game experiences now. The first two years, they, they beat us every time, basically. And these last two years, um, it's been a lot more even. So, uh, But it's always respectful. Those guys. You know, I, I think those guys have done a great job with, <laughs> with their teams. And, and so it's always a respectful attitude towards each other. Who would win in a fight, you think? Tomlin, right? Probably. Fuck no. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a quarterback at heart, so I haven't been in a whole lot of fights in my life. So I, I don't. I'd give my best, though, Pat. I can promise you that. I'd, I'd go down fighting. I, lo- I think Cincinnati loves to hear that. Yeah. Speaking of Cincinnati, whenever you guys got, like, an Ohio guy as your quarterback, is there anything yeah. better? Vi- like, that stadium, the jungle, it is – watching at home, it feels different from watching it. It's like, hey, it's, that's a college atmosphere there. Like, the, the crowd, the city. You said the first couple of years, obviously, there wasn't some people – it wasn't filled up every single home game because you guys started 0-12, and the team was like, this ain't what we're spending our money on if this is uh-uh. what you're doing. Now, complete opposite. Yeah. What do you think about the Bengals fans as a whole, and where do you rank them across the league? And I know this is like a super pander question, but I think it is like a real thing to talk about because some fan bases really affect, I think, like how the team performs, and it feels like your atmosphere is one of those now, especially with how Joey is getting momentum going. It's like that's a real home field advantage in the NFL where there isn't a bunch of them, I don't think. You're exactly right. And my first exposure to this city was in 2012. I was at the Dolphins. We played, you know, those 2012 Bengals teams, That was those are good, hard-nosed teams. And we came up here, we stayed the night. UC had a game the night before. Then we played the Bengals the next day. And I remember walking away thinking, this place is incredible. You know, I've never been to Cincinnati before, but their fan base in both college and pro is is next to none. And I've really experienced that over the last five years here. Uh, we feed off these people. They feed off of us as well. And so it's a, it's a small, big city, you know. And so you feel like you know everybody around it's not one of those those big uh new york or anything like that and um so i've really enjoyed being here and and like you said we feed off our fans i think our fans feed off of us gotta keep that show going yep with that in mind ty has a question for you yeah coach i know this isn't necessarily your jurisdiction completely but after justin herbert's contract gets done everyone immediately Mm -hmm. goes and says okay well when are the Bengals gonna get joe herbert or uh you know burrow done and then not on on top of that you know you got (laughs) Jamar Chase and T Higgins. Is that the kind of thing where like, are you just kind of letting Duke handle all that stuff? Like, is, is it difficult navigating that? Is that something you have to constantly keep tabs on? Or is it one of those things where, Hey, I'm, I'm just assuming these, they, these guys know we want them in Cincinnati yeah. and something's going to get done. And I'll just kind of worry about the, the day-to-day stuff on the field. Yeah. I, I really leave that to the front office. I found that's better. Um, but again, I always told the players I'm a resource if you need it, but we, we've been really fortunate that these guys have gone about their business the right way, you know, and not creating any issues with us. And, um, so been fortunate that way. Again, these guys know I'm here if they want to talk about it, but I do leave that to the front office and let them, let them handle all that. Why don't you guys just give them all the max contracts? Yeah. yeah. Void yeah. years. <laughs> That's how it works. You know what I mean? That is, that is hundred percent how it works out here. You've done an incredible yeah. job coaching that team bringing in a culture that I think everybody fears now, the Cincinnati Bengals. Nobody wants to play the Bengals anymore. You should be incredibly proud of that. And you got an indoor dome, huh? Yeah. We're using that. We're using it, aren't you? are yeah. using it? We just did our walkthrough in there 10 minutes ago. It was wow. great. Soft? You feel like you're getting softer as a team? or you No, I don't. I sure don't. No, we got it last <laughs> October. 
We use it about three days a week. It's been outstanding. No, you guys, it'll make you soft. I heard. Yeah. I heard the reason because it make you soft. <laughs> Elements. You know what happens? You know what? I did play the opposite side of the coin for the three years leading up to having it. You know, we got to be outside. We're playing all of our games outside. The road to the Super Bowl is always outside in stadiums. And uh, but now I've 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 softened that stance a little bit. Over the last year. It seemed uh, like a, a lot of stuff done got better over there. I had a chance to run through the building the other day with the recovery room, the new glasses, yep. all of the shit that y'all pull in the back. Uh, Mr. Jump, Mr. Brown putting a lot of money in there. Yeah, the, the cryo, the red light therapy, the float tank, all that Ooh, stuff. Red light. All that stuff's getting in place right now, so it's it, the guys are enjoying it. Yeah. Really? Spending money. Hey, let's go. Hey, that's good news. Float tank. We love that. I know you love that uh, because your players love that, which makes your life easier so you don't have to deal with people bitching. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations to everybody over there. Good luck at practice. Good luck the rest of the way, and we hope to chat with you again soon. Awesome. Appreciate it, fellas. All right, good luck out there. Ladies and gentlemen, head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals with an upgraded facility. Oh, yeah. Zach Taylor out of here. That was awesome. Yes. Yeah, the updated, upgrade. I mean, red light indoor oh, yeah, facility. Nice. Yeah, cryo stuff. Yeah, they got the cryo. They got the, uh, the red light uh, the therapy. Red light therapy. Dana was doing. Um, yeah, it's like seven different rooms, Mr. Brown. Just I think put. there's some people that would assume that an NFL team would have this stuff in their building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Sure, but naturally, people would think that. Especially oh, yeah. a team who's already did, redid the new training room. Four cold tubs, three hot tubs. It, it's pretty decent. Float tank. You've done a float tank. I'm Love sure. a good float they, tank. Those work perfectly for. Ted Karras and those guys. Yeah, a little floatarium. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Put a little I know salt. Cut. Huh? Did that shit the first time and just had to get my hair lined up. Ruined it? Not ruined it. It was burning. Because oh, you just yeah. got your haircut, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh a little after. Go. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. Get out. Yep. I'm not getting it since That's then. That's right. Bingo. Exactly. Oh, yeah. You did yep. that on your neck. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, you would assume that any NFL team would have all that stuff. It's not the case. No, no, it's not. So to hear that that particular family and since he is yeah. doing it, yeah. yeah, hell yeah, good for the Bengals, huh? good for Huda, yeah. getting softer. Well, he said he was a big, yeah, just like the Bengals fans were saying to us mm-hmm. whenever I raised mm-hmm. the question of how a team who is in a four-season climate in the NFL making billions of dollars, yep. how they don't have an option to practice inside if they make it to the Super Bowl and there's a blizzard. Right. Mm-hmm. That happened. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That happened. Before. <laughs> yeah. We were saying this before that actually happened. Then all of a sudden, Super Bowl practice happens, and they're waiting for the University half, of yeah. Cincinnati's field hockey team. Yeah, could only use yeah. half the field. To yep. get half of the bubble that yep. they were using from Cincinnati. And that is Joe Burrow stepping over pot. Piles of ice and snow to get in there in the University of Cincinnati's facility and then could only use half the field because the field hockey team had the other half already reserved. They had a big game next day. They did. Huge. Their Super Bowl, I think some would say. Right. And Cincinnati's like, this is ours, not yours. They actually are playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Legitimate Super Bowl. And all the Cincinnati Bengals fans were telling me that I was soft just because I couldn't get it and understand it. Like, don't try to make their team soft. This is football. Okay, you play outside. You walk across a highway. Yep. Play underneath another fucking highway. You get to do that too. It's like I don't know if that's 
So yeah. I, like, I'm not against you, the fans. I'm actually saying, like, hey, the ownership of this fucking team mm-hmm. yeah. needs to maybe appreciate what they have a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, you put an indoor facility, maybe there's extra reps happening. Yeah, huh? sure. In the middle of December when it's real cold, mm-hmm. guys maybe don't want to go out underneath the highway yep. and run extra reps, you know? <laughs> but you maybe put a little roof on something. <laughs> Might be out there. That makes the team better. Not everyone was born and raised in Cincinnati. You know, you have some guys who are from Florida and California who don't want to, yeah, or Atlanta who don't want to be outside when it's, you know, negative 15 with a 30 degree wind chill. And whenever they cut to a clip from your practices, there shouldn't be fur coats underneath no. exactly. uniforms. That's bad for NFL apparel. Yep. That's bad for practice. Yes. You think guys are playing good football when they got the look of the guy from A Christmas Story, Ralphie or whatever the yeah. fuck his name no. was, the little kid yep. with his whole thing out there? Mm-hmm. Not good. Just no. get a little dumb. And guess what? You can make it cold. Yeah. yeah. And they did. Yeah. Not only did they do that, you're like, you're right. Okay, fuck it. If this if this team's gonna be good, we will invest. Okay, all these other fuckers weren't. If these ones are good, we'll do it. And then now they're upgrading the whole building. Yeah. Congrats to the Bengals fans. Yeah. yeah. Look out. Honestly, that's a big deal. Yeah, huge. When your owner's invested, that normally means you're gonna win. Yeah. That's just kind of how it goes. And the way he's doing it, they don't have to leave the stadium for nothing. Yeah. You know, like you don't have to go and get a cry cryo. You don't have to go and get a red light. They have it all at the stadium now. Yeah, I love Jeez. the fact he just uh, Zito just brought up a photo. This is from the Bills practices. Oh yeah, that's how it be. And when it get cold, yeah, you have to. Yeah, the Bills had the option to go inside. They chose to go outside. That's right. Mm-hmm. This guy said, "Well, I think that's a bad decision, Coach." And <laughs> <laughs> said he's doing this right here. That was every day in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. every day in Cincinnati. Yeah. They're keeping the uh, their new stadium. They're they're keeping it open. They're what? they're not uh, buying into the dome or anything like that. Like that's because Bean. Did you hear what Bean? He yeah. told us right. Bean said like when you think of Buffalo Bills football, you exactly. think of snow and elements. Yeah, There's some cities that would revolt if they had to put a dome on. 100%. Pittsburgh's one yeah. of them. New Green England. Bay's another one. New England's one of them. Yep. Buffalo, probably another one. Yep. Of them. Sure. But then everybody says you're Cleveland. never getting a Super Bowl then. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And those franchises though, are just hoping you're going to go play in one anyway. You don't necessarily need it at home. Yeah. Concur. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying that's always the yeah northeast the flip side of it. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, what? New York had a Super Bowl, they right? They did, yeah. yeah. Was that Seahawks I was Broncos? There. In the weather, I didn't go to the game, but I was there for the game. And yeah, it ended up being like forty-five somehow. That's like when the Colts uh, or in Indianapolis hosted the Super Bowl. Like our city should not host the Super Bowl with how cold it is mm-hmm. around that time. It's perfect, but it has a dome. Obviously, uh, it was perfect. It caught a super nice out. Yeah, caught a summer. A uh, I forget how they describe those summers. That, uh, the opposite oh, of a oh, oh, I remember that show up in the. Uh, I remember in the middle of winter. I don't know how. They, I'm not saying it. What do they no, say? I am don't not say saying it. it. Come on. I'm not, especially right now. Yeah, don't do it. Now is not. You wanted the to time. say it yesterday, real bad. Yeah. Now is yeah. not summer the time. and winter. Yeah, I'm not. We didn't create this. No, no. <laughs> I, I did no. not. I just want to. Anyways, one of those happened. Yeah. And Indianapolis was like 65, 7 degrees with no wind <laughs> for the entire week. This is real. It was 65 degrees for the entire week in the middle yeah. of fucking February in Indianapolis. And then the next week, I think we got snow and storm immediately afterwards. It was like football gods yeah. came through. Mm-hmm. And then Indianapolis was like, we need another one. I'm like, oh, buddy, I think we should just kind of skirt out of there yeah. <laughs> with a very good memory in everybody's mind. Right. Comfortable. Because our city is perfect to host the Super Bowl. It's awesome. Because everything is connected. Mm-hmm. So everything's small. So you want to go to this party, then you want to walk over to this event, then you want to walk over to the stadium, then you want to be in a convention center. It's all... Literally within each other. The only worry is the weather would be ass 
And instead, we got perfect weather. Beautiful. People are on zip lines from one side of the city to the fucking other. In the middle of February in Indianapolis, it was like, how did this work? Uh-huh. How did they find out? Football guts, just like up in New York. Exactly. But I don't believe there will ever be those in Foxborough. No, no. Although no, Kraft no. can control the weather. He does. Remember? Mm-hmm. That is what people said was possible. And he might do that. Uh, I don't think he will anymore with the new video board. But, I mean, they did the College Football National Championship two years ago in oh, India. Yeah. And it was perfect. It was Georgia-Bama. It wasn't... Too bad, a little chilly. I don't think that's how all the fans felt. I, I don't think the fans thought it was perfect here. Really? Yeah, because there was really no yeah, events outside because of how cold it was. You yeah. go to those. Oh, like, nice inside. Like down in the south, for instance, which yeah. both these yeah. teams were from. Yep. Uh, you go to one of these college football games. It's a festival. Yeah. Like outside, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, it's a whole day. Tailgate. It, it yeah. was so cold. Yeah. It was, was so no cold. Tailgate. Yeah, that, there was no real nope. anything like that. Might be a college football playoff curse because let's remember it rained inside last year too. Yeah, so, LA also, I don't think that was the right setup for college football. Because that's way out there. Way out that, there. Yeah, yeah, that area of L.A. If you're going to do it out there, it's like, Pasadena, I mean, baby. yeah, or like the Coliseum, but they wouldn't do that because sure. it's a shithole. Like yeah. SoFi is beautiful. It is. It's Gorgeous. unbelievable. I mean, it doesn't have a roof. And it rains sideways sometimes. And, you know, you have to delay games because lightning's like 10 miles away from a stadium that has yep. covering. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, two feet of standing water on the concourse. Well, that's probably the only game they can get it filled up. What's that? National championship, yeah, and so far in LA, yeah, yeah. If for it was, a regular season game, ain't nobody going. Anything smaller than that, yeah. yeah. Way yeah. teams go. What's that? The way teams fans go. No, no, it's like college. Be, oh. no, I'm, no, I'm saying like it's not sold out there. Where so far? Yeah, I think the Rams. Don't you think the Rams? Do they not? If the fucking 49ers show up, they'll fucking sell that shit. Hey, I saw the 49ers in Vegas this weekend at that uh, preseason game. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of red. They travel. I mean, Vegas is kind of asking for away teams. They're they're actually marketing it. Like, hey, come get a suite here. We'll give you this amount of tickets to the game. You'll be able to do this. That's a great setup for the NFL. But I wonder if Raiders players and Raiders coaches are like, we have zero home games. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's at least 50-50 split Mm -hmm. because people are going to be selling their tickets off. Although Raiders fans are awesome. We're not saying that but like if people want to take a vegas trip to go see a game i think they're going to want to do that over like going to you know indianapolis Bingo. to see their team play yeah. mm-hmm. you know i'm gonna to go to vegas and do that that's set up for fucking away games and in there but i mean still though like that that stadium like with how loud it is like do you think they can even discern between like when the fan like the home fans <laughs> are cheering and the away fa- like it's just it's a fucking party. And well, they got that win nightclub exactly. yeah. right off the edge there. Yeah, what a do. setup that is. Charles Woodson was doing a um, interview from there, mm-hmm. sitting down because he did something with his whiskey. Wow. And I think with Win, I think he yeah, was there. Official partner. Yeah, with Win, there yeah. was just a bunch of people boozing Boo. heavily yeah. right behind him in the shot. You know, because it's all the local it's all the local broadcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's cameras on, but nobody's telling any of the people in this nightclub behind him right like hey you are currently live on there there's this one lady take she took like five selfies of herself <laughs> right in the back mm-hmm. sipping on a drink and then like you see her look at it yep i'm like is anybody letting her know that she's on camera and does she care i don't yeah. true and Probably does she not. know she's at a football game i don't think so it's a good event it's a good set mm-hmm. so far is nice as is uh allegiance stadium that buffalo stadium they better have big ass buffaloes yes, That's right. yeah that is what people are most upset about let's start diving into some stuff that is happening around the nfl world shout out to zach taylor cool guy yeah, yeah. yeah sweet Cool guy. Former Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year whenever he was at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Weapon. People forget about that. Now he's head coach of the Bengals, which is one of the greatest offenses in the NFL. The only issue is 
the greatest offense in the NFL is also in the AFC. That's yeah. tough. And the Kansas City Chiefs. And then if you think about that, what offense is done, like the Philadelphia Eagles also, mm. their offense is very efficient. It's like where they're great, everybody's great. Yeah. Will they be able to carry that and then the defense do their thing? I hope so. Because a Super Bowl parade in Cincinnati would be reckless. Yes. It would be awesome. You see what they do for the Reds' first game? Oh, yeah. The Reds' first home game in Cincinnati it is a parade. Every it is a year. festival. Mm-hmm. It is huge. Could you imagine the Bengals won a Super Bowl in a parade in Cincinnati? Oh, my. It is tough to imagine since they never have, but it probably Well, that's why it's you coming. have to imagine it. It's coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why is this guy's deal? What's this guy's deal? You know his fucking deal. That AFC North. Hot in the kitchen. All I know Crap. is I put on my professional hat and I asked him a real question. You, you couldn't did. do the same for Omar Khan. Yeah, you you chose not to ask well, a question of sweaty Omar Khan. <laughs> Omar Khan was the asshole that didn't say hey to me, so I gave him what he did gave me. Oh, so you think he, that was an early shot? Hey, hey was hey, AJ boy? here? <laughs> Boys here? You think that's awesome if Omar Khan did that. Mm-hmm. I didn't even notice that. A little shit talking within it's the perfect. AFC North. Yeah. Speaking of shit talking, let's talk about the Hard Knocks yes. episode last night. Thought it was a good episode. I think Hard Knocks is doing well this year. Yeah. Yes. Now, obviously, they're focusing on a lot well. bigger names, and there's a lot bigger names on the Jets as a whole. But they're not doing a lot of the who gives a fuck stories. Right. You no. know, in our eyes, although some people probably love that. There was an eye-piercing story. Yeah, Will, yeah, McDonald. Will McDonald. But he was the, he, he's a, their first-round yeah. pick. It's not like he's a fringe guy who's about to get cut. Yeah, I mean, cool. Yeah, but everybody fast forwarded through that section of the episode because everything else was awesome. No offense to that guy. I think his piercing looks cool. Does look cool. I think it, it looks look cool. What's oh. that? It doesn't look cool. I thought That's it looked pretty man. cool. It didn't. Yeah. He's got but, a bunch of them, though. Yeah. He got three of them. And they all look cool. Boom, boom, boom. Like, There's two on the nose. You didn't think yeah. it looked cool? Nah. Bro, Pack. super cool. You don't cool. know. You've lost Bro. a touch pack, man. You do it. No. Nah, it's not my style. It doesn't look cool on us. <laughs> nah, it wouldn't be cool. It's cool on him. I know. I still yeah. think it'd be cool on you. I'll I, think about it. I mean, it'd probably add to how cool To be honest, I think he'd look pretty cool. I think he'd look pretty cool, too. I, I think you too. guys would look cool. We no, should I all think you would look piercings. cool. No. Well, no. Nonetheless, you, none of us would look, look cool, cool as that guy. No. No. Which is cool. And they should have maybe done a zoom in on his face and be like, look how cool this guy looks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Didn't need the whole piece, but that piece used to be what this whole show was. Yes. On, like, not only him, but, like, different people. Now we're getting, like, real shit. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're getting real shit out of Hard Knocks. And former players, I think anybody that watched that episode is like, okay, now we're getting into it. Fucking there were some moments where Aaron was talking to both the offense coordinator Hackett and to his offensive line. Where it wasn't just like the normal kumbaya motivation shit. It was like real football stuff. Like, hey, gonna have to do this. Like, this is how this actually goes. The NFL. This isn't college football. I appreciated that. And then there was a moment where Robert Sala was talking to the offensive line in the middle and in front of the entire team that I don't think I've seen one of these in a long time published publicly, but I'm happy it was. But this also gives us an indicator of how the Jets feel about their offensive line, just like how the rest of the media is talking about the offensive line. This is Robert Sala addressing the team after their first joint practice with the Carolina Panthers. So this is the first day that they get to play against somebody that isn't the New York Jets. Remember, the New York Jets defensive line, very fucking good. So Sala was probably saying to himself, our offensive line doesn't look as great because our defensive line is so good. This comes after practicing against another team's defensive line for the first time on Hard Knocks last night. So last night, I went back in my office, I turned off my lights, and I would just watch a silent tape. All right, you guys know how important to me the silent tape is because the silent tape represents who the fuck we are. Defense, our style was all over this bitch yesterday. 
And it was awesome to see because that's our standard. That's who we are. All right. Offense. Guys, <laughs> it was our first fucking opportunity to change the stink that's been in this organization for a very long time on the offensive side of the ball. You can have a Hall of Fame quarterback. You can have two $10 million plus receivers. You can have a reigning offensive rookie of the year. You can have all kinds of skill in the running back room. None of it fucking matters until the big boys up front change who the fuck we are. We as coaches, we as an organization can't want it more than you. And I'm watching that tape all night last night trying to find something to show that we're fucking changing and it didn't show and it was our first op. And I'd love to say we got another practice, but you know what? It's like Sunday. You don't get Monday morning to go redo. It's getting your mind right to represent who the fuck you are every single fucking time you are on the fucking field. We'll fix for footwork. We'll fix all that shit. But you can't fix shit until we know you're giving everything you got. Making it fucking hurt. Straining and fighting for everything you fucking got. Because we will go as you go. We proved last year that we're a 7-10 and 10 football team with a really fucking good defense and a mediocre offense. That's, that's about what we proved. Flip that fucking shit. We don't get any more second chances. Oh, I love it. I love absolutely it. love it. I enjoy that it's in front of the entire team. Yeah. I enjoy that Salah said the uncomfortable thing. A lot of coaches, not saying a lot in the NFL, but a lot of coaches in general will shy away from that because it's not fun to be the bearer of negative news to anybody, let alone an entire group and letting them know, hey, you are letting down the rest of us right now. The fact that Salah has the... Uh, the gumption, mm-hmm. the gut sack yep. to do that shows me a lot about him as a coach. I'm assuming everybody else in the room was like, thank you, coach, because players are thinking the same exact thing. Yep. The coach delivers the message, and now hopefully the offensive line will hear that message and change. But I like the way Robert Sulla acted in Hard Knocks last night. I'm a big fan of what they got going, and I am a little bit worried about this offensive line, mostly because of how worried they seemingly are yeah. about the offensive line pack. And, yeah, and I don't think we over-exaggerating or, or going too fast or too quick. If the offensive line don't get fixed, it's going to be a long season. And he said it best. You know, we plan for jobs out here. We, we done spent a whole bunch of money to get where, what we need to get. And you, you big guys up front got to get y'all ass together. And sometimes it take a little time for them to get together. So I, I'm, I'm not in a panic mode. I think with the weapons they have, um, it may take a little time, but they'll figure out how to get it going. I hope so, too. And obviously, any offensive line has the capability, if they have the size and the ability to be in the NFL, to gel together and become a cohesive unit. That is obviously great for your team to succeed. Have to have a good offensive line to have success in the NFL. That is just how it is. Not only in the NFL, but in football, football. in general. You have mm-hmm. to have a good offensive line. Not a sexy job. Not one that is desired by me or many people, but have to have it be great for your team to be good. And Woody Johnson was talking to Robert Sala last night about the contract that he paid Quinn and Williams. He said, exact quote from Woody Johnson to Robert Sala about Quinn. That's a lot of money. Yep. It's a lot of money we made that play. He got 10 sacks in one practice in his eyes. Mm -hmm. Make it 11, Aaron Rodgers says, as he kept track. Love the way Aaron and the team seem to be bonding and coming together and the way they're practicing. But that offensive line thing wasn't just a solid thing. Aaron was talking about it a little bit, too, during the entire process. Yeah, he was pissed. I think he said, we're going to block anybody up front today when they were doing the Carolina Panthers you know, joint practice. And we mentioned it yesterday about how tough some of the D-lines are going to be playing are. And that is definitely true, but 
we also talked about, and I'm not sure if it was before or after the show or during the show, like Hackett and Rodgers are going to game it. They're not, they're not going to go into every game expecting to have a well, great maybe. pass rush. Hey, maybe we'll learn. Yeah. Maybe we'll learn mm-hmm. not to call that play from that formation, you know? Yeah. Maybe. That's what Aaron was saying. To yeah. Hackett was literally standing right Rogers here. Rodgers will scheme it. We learned a lot about Hackett, too. Mm-hmm. Flipped off Quentin Williams in the middle of practice. Love that. Him and uh, him and Aaron were getting into mm-hmm. it a little bit. It's like I I really enjoy what I'm seeing out of this team. But it was a little alarming how they were talking about that offensive line. To go back to your point, they can yeah. scheme it, but also D lines can just wreck games, yeah. especially no matter the, what yeah. your scheme is. Especially in the AFC East. I mean, the strength you could argue that the strength of everybody's team in the AFC East is their defensive line. Including yes. the Jets. Including the Jets. Yeah, like they're yes. going to be fantastic. And even in the preseason game, they showed it. The guy that was getting his piercings, the first round pick, Will McDonald, he's going to be great. Cool piercings. Great piercings. Thinking about it myself, you guys should too. Quentin Williams is going to be all pro. And then Jermaine Johnson's, you know, not too shabby himself. But it does feel like the offensive line is going to be the Achilles heel of the team. And that might kill him in the end. Not even just the East. In the, in, within the first six weeks, they also play Dallas, KC, and Philly, who all have fucking incredible defensive lines. So they're going to find out quick within those. Bingo. like first. What we're going to learn is every team probably has a good D-line. The good ones, yeah. Bad, bad yes. football teams won't have a bad. Mm. But good teams going forward are going to have a great defensive line. And Why? Because the defensive line can affect who? The quarterback. The quarterback. Which is where all the money <laughs> yep. is going on everything. You just kind of follow the money. You'll be able to figure out what is important mm-hmm. to being successful. And you're talking about offensive lines on the other side protecting them. But, like, there's a reason why everybody's investing in the defensive line because it's, like, scheme, strategy, cool, cool, cool. You get, like, Quinn and Williams in that shit, and that's just practice, and I get it. It's just training camp. But shit. He feels like a guy who got paid a lot of money, and now he wants to prove yep. worth all this money. Yes. Mm-hmm. As opposed to a potential defensive lineman or any other position group in the past who's gotten paid and said, like, okay, I got paid. I'm good to retire now. Albert Haynes. There's many other yeah. situations bring it up. where this is taking <laughs> place. Job, but he is, like, seemingly, I, mean, I don't know what he was like before, leader on that team, oh. loud on that team, what? entertaining on that team, yes. and wants to be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talking shit in practice, yeah. like a lot of shit in I'm practice, in. that means he's there and he cares. Yeah. That's a big deal. They got a real squad. Can't let that offensive line fuck it up. Well, and you assume that's part of the reason why they all are so worried about it is because, like, yeah, it may take a little bit of time for them to gel, but Tone mentioned, like, they have a murderer's row that first six weeks. Like, you can't have your offensive line completely blow up the season if you go one in five the first six games because you can't protect Rodgers, and then you're just playing catch-up the entire, like, within a conference that you can't really afford to play catch-up, like, because there are going to be Set, there, there might be 10 teams that could legitimately be in a position to make the playoffs in the AFC. The good news is they were a 7-10 and 10 team with that, that horrible, horrible offense last year. Like, that's the floor. Like, when you bring Rodgers in there, I mean. Let's and and you got to realize, when you got horrible lines, what do you do? Get run the ball, the ball downhill. And get the yeah. ball out. Yeah, yeah run, run the ball, ball downhill, get the ball out quick because you can the, – the bad play set, I mean, black, bad linemen is because of play set, because they came back and when it's on the pass rush. Nine, 90% of these guys can block really good when it comes to pass. It is interesting how some guys are good pass protection yep. and then, like, not good run, which would make sense because you probably got to dance a little bit. Yeah. And then there's some guys who are great at the run game 
and then going backwards, not that mm-hmm. great. It is actual weakness. Now, obviously, everybody's looking for people that can go both ways that weigh 320 pounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, that's not easy yeah. to find. Jason Kelsey, sorry, 260 pounds, best in the game somehow <laughs> at being so small. But, like, if they didn't run, Jason Kelsey probably wouldn't be as effective as a center in the NFL. But since he has the chance to jump on people and attack people, that helps him whenever they're trying to get 350 pounds on him going this way because you're just hesitant for a second. Defense linemen are going to be naturally hesitant if there's a chance you're going to run the ball down their fucking throats. But those teams that just drop back and pass and pass and pass, you're basically letting that D-line, they say, pin their ears back. And it's like, as soon as that ball moves, I'm trying to get to the quarterback as opposed to any fear at all of a helmet hitting them in the face because they know that the offense line is going back. Mm -hmm. So there is ways to strategize and help your offensive line. But it's going to show up when it shows up. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? It's going to show up when it shows up. I hope they get it fixed. Don't love that they were as worried as they were about it. Uh, because whenever you hear the media talk about it, it's like, well, we're just media. We don't fucking know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also appreciate the fact that the Jets let that out. Yeah. Like, the Jets have to approve hard knocks, I do believe, is the – because remember, Florio's like, well, the Jets are going to prove something, and Aaron's not going to be happy. Yeah. And there's going to be a fight. Florio was like, there's oh, right, quit. Set your calendar. Wednesday, August 16th. Yeah. Second episode. Jets going to prove something. Aaron's not going to like it. Aaron's going to hate the Jets. He's going to like, that's what Flory, Florio was like hypothesizing could mm-hmm. potentially happen. The Jets let all that out. I appreciate the Jets doing that. Yeah. yeah. Like legit. Sweet. I, I very much appreciate them letting because last night was like the rawest episode, I think, that there. we've seen of Hard Knocks yeah. in a long time. <laughs> In Ohio is a man who's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, COVID survivor, and the current president of Ohio, father of 10, A.J. Hall. Yeah, hey, A.J., how you doing, pal? Oh, doing great. How are you guys doing? Hey, great. Fantastic. It's a beautiful Wednesday. We are just 22 days away from actual NFL football. That is right there. That is right fucking there. Very close. Isn't it, A.J.? Yeah, you can reach out and touch it, can't you? Almost. Kind of. Reaching out. Touching me. Touching you. Sweet NFL. Yeah. I do feel like I can reach out and touch it. Hell yeah. It feels good. You know what else is helping? Hard Knocks. Another great episode last night. We watched it this morning. I still believe they need to move that up like fucking six hours. Yeah. Cool. Yep, Just put it out there, move it up. Six hours at 10 o'clock at night. I know I sound like an old, but also I'm not the only one that is uh, living life this way since COVID has changed the way people do stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. There's sure. a lot more stay-at-homes. I heard on the national news last night that Uh-oh. a lot of these offices that are empty in Cities like I think San Francisco has like a 32 percent empty office rate. I think Denver has like a 20 some percent. New York has a high one as well. They're flipping them all into into like apartments. Oh, I like that. Smart. And they're setting them up for like work from home type apartments. Mm. You know, like kind of open different areas to be able to do your stuff. I'm like, I'm happy that we're starting to adapt to what the world is, as opposed to get pissed off about what the world is. Also, people going out earlier. Yep. Going home earlier. That's right. I think bedtimes have moved up a bit. I think so. Than what it used to be. Honestly. You think COVID affected that, you think? Yeah, I do. I think that is going to be a a, a, a lingering. No, I think they just schedule. Nothing to do. Might as well go to sleep. I think there's like a schedule. Now, when football comes around, it's going to be a little bit different. But hard knocks not enough in the middle of the summer. Okay? You know what I mean? We we need to move that thing up. But we watched it this morning. Great episode. Only one little feature thing. 
that I guess is cute, and I, I appreciate that they did it, where in years past they did like 100 of these things. Aaron being as open as he has been in this hard knocks, being interviewed in this hard knocks, he, he goes up to uh, former coach uh, James Camp. James Camp, and he goes, you Campy. fat piece of shit. What are we? <laughs> yeah. And he's mic'd up through this Man. whole thing, and they put it out. I'm, like, thankful they did. Yeah. It felt like it was a real training camp last night at Hard Knocks. Did you watch? And what are your thoughts on it all and how Aaron is handling it? Yeah, I watched it this morning, which I, I've done for the, the first two episodes now. I watched the following morning. Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts, watching him sneak up on, on Campy. I, if you knew, like, James Camp and in Green Bay with those whole, like, multiple generations of offensive players and linemen, just the whole team, like, he's one of those dudes. Like, he is – absolutely infamous so this was a very very tame conversation they were having here they caught on camera i love very tame and they ended with hard i love you man yeah, uh, yeah. i love you too yeah. no, i thought campy was going to start crying like he's one, like that's why i love this dude I, I listened to him we were riding back from the kentucky derby and i was in the car with a bunch of uh offensive linemen and they called campy they didn't even play for campy anymore i believe he was coaching in cleveland at this time like and, and there's three or four of us in there with him i was one guy three or four linemen and campy like started crying telling him how hey Thanks so much for calling me, guys. I appreciate it. Like, it was unbelievable to see the connection these guys have. Well, I enjoy the fact that Aaron goes up to him, you fat piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was I told you I was going to kick you in the nuts if you're above 269 pounds. <laughs> mm-hmm. You remember that? He goes, I'm five over right now. He goes, what's wrong? Were you guys watching this guy? Yeah. So I, I guess what I would assume happens here, because uh, I've been on the receiving end of this a couple of times in a couple of different conversations, Campy battles weight, I assume, and everybody, Campy understands he needs to lose weight to maybe be a healthier human, and that's where he and Aaron talk shit to each other at this stage of life? Yeah, a little bit. Campy had, had some some health scares, you know, uh, I don't know, three, four, five, six, seven years ago over time, so he had lost some weight, and I think maybe Aaron wants him to keep it off. That's the, the plan. I, oh, yeah. I didn't know about the health scares, though. But that no. would make sense that Aaron's like, hey, pal. I don't know how serious. I'm just saying, like, I think for, like, anybody, especially he played, can't be played in the league eight, nine, ten years as no lineman, too. So, like, he's his body got beat up. Okay. Well, I want to let everybody know that I'm appreciative that Hard Knocks let that out. I'm appreciative mm-hmm. that the yeah. Jets let that out. And I'm appreciative that it, Authentic. Thing, yeah, big, it's raw. It feels like yeah. it's the rawest season yes. that we've seen yet. Sure. You know, it feels like it's while, just sure. a much Yeah, their their coaches feel like they're not really performing. They're just they're being themselves mm-hmm. too, it feels yeah. like. Okay, so to that point, there was a fight in one of the practices. And now this was uh Jets versus Jets practice. And before the practice starts, Salah actually says, I just want to see the guys like compete, you know, mm-hmm. like like won it. And it, it kind of goes to what he said to the offensive lineman where it was like watching a film, it doesn't feel like you guys like really are straining is pretty much how he described it. So before the practice, he was like, I want to see these guys get after it. Like, I want to see these guys compete. A fight happens, and then this quote happens immediately afterwards with his assistant, Paisano. Was it Scarnecchia? Scarnecchia is like his assistant or whatever. Listen to the quote that happens afterwards. Listen to what Robert Sala says. It's quick, but it's important to what we're talking about right now. Run the clip. You don't have to clear the benches every time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you do. You don't have to clear the benches every time. No. You do. You, you do. do. You do. And then you follow that up with this clip that just was released on 
today. It was Colorado's? It was this, yeah, this morning on Twitter. I said. On, yeah. on Colorado's Twitter about Coach Prime, who obviously NFL Hall of Famer, so good at football in the NFL, was actually saying, we need a different wing for motherfuckers to play like me in the NFL. That's how good of a football player he is. He has given back to the football culture his entire adulthood, whether it's through players, yeah. individual players, or coaching. Yeah. Loves football. Listen to what he says following up with what Robert Sala just said to his team about a fight that happened in her squad here at training camp. We good, we good, we good, we good. Little Rockstar Five there. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Coming up here. Keep going up, mate. Keep going up, mate. That's right, Hank. Keep going up, man. Keep going up. There it is. He just fought. I seen two of y'all walking off over there. And you got a key teammate fight. What they do there? Nowhere. Nowhere. What they do there? Not here. In one fight, we all fight. You understand that? No, I don't want to see y'all walking off with somebody's fight. Yes, sir. Never again. I was in there, man. So I appreciate the fact that old Cuz was like, he wasn't, I don't know who he was talking to in here. Was not me. Uh-uh. But you hear Salah talk about it. You hear Coach Prime talk about it, obviously. I've heard every human that's ever played in competitive football talk about it. I appreciate the fact that it feels like, AJ, that football is like recognizing that, yeah, it's a hard sport that Mm -hmm. involves some combat and you got to be fucking tough. And you can't be soft. And you can't be the guy who runs away from a fight that's happening. You have to be the guy that runs into a fight, even though seemingly a lot of members of society out there are like, we should never do that type of things. And this type of stuff is a waste of energy. It's like, that is a team builder. And I appreciate the fact that we're back at the point of recognizing that, if that makes sense, AJ. I mean, it makes complete sense. You, You don't have to be that guy. You don't have to be the guy that goes in there and helps out your teammates and helps people out and gets into fights. But you also can't really play football then on a team. They're not going to be accepted <laughs> if you don't support your teammates. I'm not saying you got to cheap shot people mm-hmm. or fight people. You don't have to do any of that, but you do have to be there if one of your one of your guys, someone on your team, is in a melee or anything's happening. Like you don't have to go cheap shot and jack people and do stupid stuff, but you got to go make sure your teammate is okay and get them out of there. It's a real thing. It even is. like Justin Tucker. It's not even football. That's life. It's almost like, hey, this is like your family. This is my family. We protect our family. Yeah, but there's some people that don't believe that anymore, like should never do anything physical. And it's like football is finally, it feels like, getting to a point again where it's like, no, we're fighting. Yeah, Yeah, we got to fight. That's how it goes. You watch that Ravens fight yesterday, the first one with wide receivers. Justin Tucker, greatest kicker of all time, going to go down, putting his helmet on from the side. Well, fuck. Fuck. Here Here we we go. go. Like have to do it. It's like you're looking for that stuff. The, The guy that Prime was talking to in that huddle, that motherfucker's not playing for Colorado. Oh, yeah. That dude is. Yeah. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, is a man who we apologize for just wasting a minute and a half of his life. I do believe he was sitting there listening to that entire thing. Would love to hear his take yeah. on it, especially now that he has that glorious mustache on his upper lip. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who could be having his feet up on an office desk what? in a FedEx building somewhere, <laughs> not grinding his life away to win football games. Head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, Artie Smith. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hardy, how you doing, bro? Me on. Hey, hell yeah. Listen, we are thankful that you joined us. We are massive fans of yours, and obviously we haven't got a chance to chat with you since that mustache has become a thing. Hey, how has that not been your look forever? It looks right at home oh, there. You look good. I know. I mean, it's a, it's a missed opportunity, but I'm trying to make up for it now. Okay, so is that real? Have you ever had a mustache before? Is this the first time you've Yeah, I, I rocked one in college a few times, I think, and didn't, didn't keep it, though. I'm happy it's back. Do you feel like a better coach with that mustache or anything changing? Yeah, I feel like, you know, better at everything. I mean, it just – when you when you walk in places, I mean, it's just like the doors get open for you. You, you get – you know, they're going to come right to you at the bar. You get the first table. I mean, it's it's uh, something about it. I don't know. People view you different when you walk in there when you're rocking a stash. You a little bit worried it's going to make you soft? You a little bit worried about that? No. If anything, I think it, it gets your T levels up. <laughs> 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 I think my sea level is going up just looking at it. So I couldn't even imagine yeah. it yeah. being. I mean, I'm, I'm, sitting here, I'm, I'm mad because uh, they wouldn't let me go with my cutoff. I, I forgot you're still rocking the tank. Yeah, had to do it, dude. I just, you know, why not, first of all? And then second of all, like such a sooty profession. Like to do it all in a tank top is hilarious. Don't you? I mean, that is, isn't that kind of a fucking hilarious yeah, thing? Yeah, it is. I mean, no, no doubt. I mean, it, you talk about the stash. I mean, I think that's kind of a way of life, too. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some people really hate mine, though. I don't know if anybody hates what you got going on. I don't know how you could. You heard us talk about that fighting thing there earlier. And I don't want to necessarily put you in a compromising position of saying anything out of sorts. But it does feel as if you are one of these guys. You have beers with the boys oh, yeah. in the locker room afterwards. But. We just had Prime, a video of Coach Prime out there in Colorado basically telling one position group, like, hey, if one of y'all, like, what are we doing out there? Feels like that's the culture you're trying to build. If your team was to not show fight or get into one of those, would you be worried? And do you think this is just how football is forever? Uh, I mean, it depends the context. I mean, I agree. I, I did, you know, here's you guys talking about it. And, you know, you've got to defend yourself. I mean, it's a, that part, it, it's it, it's the whole part about if you're going out there in a practice, I mean, you can't start a melee in a game. So it's a fine line as a coach, you know, with with the bad habits. But I also understand if there's a fight happening and you got a couple guys that's looking at it and they're three people are attacking with your teammates, that's a bad look as well. Also, Coach, can't you try to? Can't you, I guess, take it one step further? If your team does get in a fight, stay with another team, line them back up, and see who wins the next three reps, and keep those same guys in. That's a very tough situation. You waste a lot of energy getting in a fight. Let's see how you guys respond and who wins now. Yeah, it depends on what the context of it. I mean, if if you got a guy out there, um, you know, first play, cheap shots another player in the back, and then throws a punch, we're going to take him out of practice. I mean, that's just that's yeah. that's not what you want, uh, but. You know, you want to see the guys, if, if there is something going back and forth, you know, who is going to bite back. But there's a fine line. It, you know, I take it case by case. I mean, we've been in those joint practices. We're not going to be the ones – we don't teach uh, cheap shots and whatever. We try to be really physical. We try to do it the right way. But, you know, we've had situations where somebody's done it to us and – you know, you want that mentality that you're going to protect your teammate. I love that you're saying, like, yeah, don't want the situations to happen, okay? But if they do happen, hard not to coach up and evaluate because it has, it is happening <laughs> yep. right in front of our eyes. Don't want it, but it's here. We might as well use it. This past weekend, I watched a clip of McDaniel over there in Miami at the end of the game. I don't know if you called a timeout or what was going on. I don't know if you've seen this clip, but he's literally pacing the sideline. His team only scored three points. Obviously, there's a lot of conversation coming out of there, so he's got a million things 
things going on. And he's trying to look across the field, I think, to get your attention to be like, hey, can you just let us out of this field, like <laughs> off this thing? Did you see that clip? And what are your thoughts on this preseason as a whole? How, what are you trying to get out of it? How do you view it for playing guys? Like, what is your views on preseason football for your team? I guess with a, a ton to prove still across the board. Well, you got to get your team ready to, to go. Uh, you know, there's three preseason games, and I think it's hard to go from zero to 100. You know, uh, you know, we did it one way in 21. I didn't think it really helped us uh, for different reasons, but I think I think guys need to play. Now, how much is, again, case by case. But there's nothing that replicates. I mean, if you don't play at all, and then you get into week one, and then all of a sudden you're playing to play 65 snaps, that's hard. It's hard to do. So we've got three games, and there's there's a lot of things going on. There's certain guys where – trying to get the opportunity to, to make a roster decision. There's other guys that we need to ramp up. I mean, I don't know. I mean, how'd you feel, Pat? I mean, if you didn't kick until week one, but you're, I mean, you're a kind of ally, but. Yeah. So like oh. a- AJ's probably a good person to ask in Pac-Man, right. but like for me, I needed to kick. I needed it. I, I like uh, in practice too. I did. I didn't have enough confidence that I could like take a day off and then on Sunday, I would be confident, if that makes sense. I, I needed I needed to work all the time, but I'm not running my head into anything or anything like that, you know? I'm getting flipped because the guy that's right wing for me has no idea what the fuck he's doing, and he's going to be selling insurance in like a week. But I at least need to see a ball turnover in a game. AJ, did you like it? I assume you're Ohio fuck. You didn't mind it? Yeah, I think you need There's like a progression. I think your body goes, the body and brain of like you, you kind of get callous. You get hardened up after six or seven days and you're, you're back in the pads and it feels good. How about you, coach? Off season to season, how do you handle it? Are you, you seem to be, and we know you have a Marine dad. <laughs> Hell yeah. Shout out to him. Shout out to you too, but shout out to him, you know, for mm-hmm. serving the country and doing what he did with FedEx. Amen. Hey, thanks for that, dude. Yeah. Way to go, Mr. Smith. Thank I really appreciate him. You know what I mean? And then the Vegas yeah, thing. Then he go is that real, right? That's real. He went to Vegas. Real. What happened? Yeah, real. What happened? Just quickly. They didn't think they were gonna be able to uh you know make the payment. And so he went out there and uh I think he played blackjack for eighteen straight hours. <laughs> won over thirty thousand dollars. And then that- his whole thing was like, Hey, look, if we didn't I mean, nothing to lose, really. That was kind of the mentality. That's the way he told it to me. True story, though. And then saves FedEx. Yep. And then obviously now. Yeah, worked out. Just FedEx is FedEx. a Goliath. Yeah. What a fucking dog, dude. What a dog. I mean, it runs in. You need to get him on the show. I'm gonna, I, you need to get him on the show. I think at this point, you know, he's just turned 79. You know, he, he's uh, probably willing to do it. Okay. Well, obviously, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we would enjoy that. But I'll also- put him on the spot. and kind of put you on the spot there, too. But uh <laughs> No, yeah, definitely. We're expecting your dad on the show now. So, yeah. hey, we got the guy that founded uh, yeah, FedEx coming on the show. Yeah. Thanks for booking I mean, for our show, dude. This is yeah, awesome. Yeah. No problem. You, know, you went from like you know CNBC, and now he comes on the Pat McAfee show. Same demographic. He'll <laughs> 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 do great. He'll do great. I can't wait. If he and I do love the fact that now, I mean, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Obviously, Marine founded yeah. FedEx, yeah. but like publicly now, people are like, "Oh, this guy's going on. He's going on. The, aren't you going on the?" This is awesome. Thank wow. you for that, Coach. Huge. Really, oh, thank yeah. you for I'm that. Put him on the spot. Yeah, I'm hell yeah. Him on yeah. The spot. Hell, yeah. drive the stock price down a little bit. Right, <laughs> what happened? It might happen. He comes on the show. Yeah, he'll handle okay. himself. Seventy nine still got the fastball. Yeah. yeah, we know that. He went to Vegas, bet for eighteen hours, saved the company. What? The guy's a fucking dog. How about? Dog. Anyways, and also didn't let his kid just be uh, basically just sit around and take his money. Need you to go do an excruciatingly tough job. What is your season like though? Now that you're the head coach, I assume that you. Um, 
are not taking a lot of time away from football, and then you get in training camp, it's just like, thank God we're at training camp? Or, like, how did you handle this as the head coach going into this season? New quarterback, obviously. New things, same expectations. How how is your offseason to training camp? And then how does your life change from now till February when the Super Bowl happens? Yeah, I mean, you know know how it is, Pat, AJ. You got that – there's that off time in the NFL from the end of minicamp to – when the season starts and I've got three young kids and you, and you try to, you know, be present, you get away a little bit to recharge for the season, but it's hard to turn off. So you just try to divvy up your day and, and uh, chip away, but you need to be there for your kids and certainly your wife too. So, but it's, it's hard as it gets closer to it. Uh, there's just so many things going on in your mind, but um, you know, I'm very fortunate, you know, that I've, I've got a great wife to do that because now it's, it's like you go into a, I think I read one time, it's like going into a submarine for six months. Like you may be out of it some days, but your, your mind, I mean, there's, there's constantly stuff going on. I mean, we're, we're all kind of, I think anybody that plays or coaches this game is a little uh, not very well adjusted. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say Tom Moore is still coaching. Mm-hmm. Tom oh, I love Tom Moore. I spent five weeks with Tom Moore in 2012. How'd that go? I assume. Oh, a, it's, it's, it's the best. When I, he's the, we play the Bucks. I can't wait. I mean, it's, I go out there early just to see Tom. But Tom hasn't aged in like 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> he's been 74 you know, years just, old for the last 20 years. It really has been. And he's hilarious. He's, he's, he's funny as hell. And every time I see him, he, he does. He's giving me, giving me a lot of really good advice about the, uh, playing the long game and how to handle it. But I, I promise <laughs> you, I don't think he's aged in 20 years. He looks just like he did when he was calling uh, plays with Peyton with his glasses down on his nose. I swear, if you put a clip from – 2003, I bet it looks really similar to what he looks like right now. You popped yourself there with the play in the long game. Yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, I enjoyed that. I, that was good. You're, hey, shout out to all the coaches committing their entire fucking lives mm-hmm. so that we can get good football on yeah. Sundays, Monday, what? Thursday, what? Saturday, what? in America, what? Mexico, what? Canada, what? England, what? Germany. What? I think that's it. How do you feel about all of this? Like, honestly, and this is, I guess this is away from Atlanta Falcons base, but you will have to handle it all at some point. The, the NFL is going to have games every night of the fucking week, I think, at some point. There's going to be an 18-game season around the corner. What are your thoughts on the state of football? Because it's the best show in town in every town, the NFL, Coach. It's, it's really the, the best thing anybody wants to watch live now. So, I mean, it's, look, if you don't want to do that, then don't sign the contract. You know, the money, you know, where the money's going and the game, it's growing. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not one that when things change, you know, you may give your opinion, but once the rules are made and that's what it is, if you don't like it, then don't do it. Um, I just think you waste your time. Like we're going over to London again this year. We did it two years ago. It was awesome. I'm just trying to figure out. I'm still wondering what your record has to be to get knighted. <laughs> it's what if you play in London, I think the, the winning coach should be yeah. knighted, you know. So oh, I've got yeah. that. Yeah, so Sorry, I'm going to ask the British press. It didn't go over well last time we were there. <laughs> kind of looked at me. That, that joke felt real flat. <laughs> in I'll bring it up again, though. Hey, the second time around. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. I don't know, yeah, I don't know I'll try. It didn't, didn't land well. Arthur is a knight's name, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. King yeah. Arthur. King you have to call me sir. 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 Arthur. Sorry. Not- okay. It's so obnoxious. You'd have to, you know, it's like, sir. like, Somebody puts you at a, at a dinner, it's, it has to say sir in front of it. Like, sir, Pat McAfee. Yeah. You know how obnoxious that Yes, but I'm not going to win a game over there. You might be no, Sir Coach Arthur Smith. Yes. You know what I mean? That might be your name soon. Yeah, well, I'm going to try. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he'll take me when I ask it again. 
That mustache would be a different, uh-huh. you know what I mean? If you had the, I think the mustache would kind of put you over, especially New King. Yeah. He's got these huge fingers. Yeah. Sausages. Sausages. You should yeah. compliment how big his fingers are yeah. when you're given the ask <laughs> with that mustache. It might, it might expedite the whole thing, honestly. I'll have my, I'll have my ascot on and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Connor has a question for you about football as we get back here. Yeah, Coach, once again, fantastic mustache. But uh, looking around the league, especially the way yours is kind of formed, you obviously have – you know, Cordero Patterson, who's a stud. Algier, who's a stud. You got Bijan, also going to be a stud. There aren't that many teams left who are, like, true ground and pound teams that can win games on the ground with their offensive line. And you guys extended Chris Lindstrom. That was awesome. But how do you feel being one of those last few teams that really do just physically beat the other opponent into a pulp and just kind of really take advantage in those third and fourth quarters after you've already worn down the team? Well, I mean, we have a lot of different offensive weapons. Uh, you know, the mentality, really, the entire team. I mean, we, you know, Tyler and Bijan and CP, those guys are are, are great players, and and all three of them have their own running styles. But uh, you know, Bijan and CP are they're great all around football players, and we've got a lot of, uh, especially a lot of young skill guys with unique skill sets with Kyle and Drake and Janu, you know, Matt Collins. I mean, we've got a diverse group of. Uh, offensive weapons and so we can we can attack in a lot of different ways it's not just traditional uh rushing attack i mean des is another guy that can extend plays with his legs uh, i i think this when you watch us we've got a lot of guys that are, that are going to be fun to watch and the way we'll deploy them is going to be unique compared to everybody else and uh you know i never wanted to be boring i mean that's the thing I mean, we need to win games but we've also got a lot of a lot of fun guys to watch play mm-hmm. and yeah, the offensive line as well those guys play a certain with a certain mentality. Yeah, but you have good schemes on your run games, and the only reason why we know that not because of how good I kicked a ball. I know that uh, AQ Shipley, who does in the trenches for us, he breaks down run plays from across the NFL every single week. You guys were on there like the first four weeks so because the way you were setting up leverage with guys that were moving in fakes, like it was. What AQ said is this is a brilliant concept and design. So I appreciate you talking about you know all the weapons you have. Pretty big fucking brain behind that mustache, too, pal. Yeah. Pretty big brain behind that mustache. Uh, we got we got great players. We got good staff. All right, fuck you know All right, AJ <laughs> has a question for you. Yeah, AJ has a question for you. Coach, I know you guys are playing the Bengals here in the preseason, and I, I read something where you and you and Zach Thomas seem to kind of be on the same page. Zach Taylor, the head coach. Sorry, Zach Thomas is in the yeah. Hall of Fame. Congrats again. Congrats to Zach but, Thomas. Uh, hey, wait a minute. Five, four. Go, ZT. Love that guy. Amazing. But uh, you guys <laughs> said you know, you're not out to, like, go – You, I read something where you don't want to just go have some trick plays that, like, feed, feed your highlight film or something. You want to execute and improve. What does that mean exactly? Well, I mean, again, I, everybody's got to make the best decisions for themselves. But when I, when I watch the preseason game sometimes and I – and I look at like a double reverse pass or, you know, the the, the tight end fall down. I mean, they've called it a million different names and it leaks out the back. And everybody's like, wow, you know, look at that that pass for a touchdown. You know, it's like, you know, we, we're going to execute our offense. We got to get our team ready to play. So I'm not sitting there like, I'm not going to be real satisfied with myself. It's like, oh, cool. We, we threw a, a double reverse screen and it went for 75. Like, we're awesome. Like, we got to see if we can block and execute and, and – it's just a buildup, you know, like we'll get into the, the schemes and uh, designer stuff week one, but that doesn't impress me. Like the double reverse in the preseason and it's each their own. And nobody throwing a flea flicker um, just to say, hey, wow, look at that stat line. That, uh, that does nothing for me in the preseason. I love the fact that you're like, okay, 
we don't even know if we'll ever use this play. But also, the defense is just trying to get 11 guys on the field right now. Okay, <laughs> so you got right. a tight end rolling around. Who'd you beat? You beat nobody, really, with this entire thing. I love that it, that's your mindset. Feels like you're out of the 19... Uh, 30s? 40s? 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 70s? 80s? 70s? 80s? Okay. Is, that, is that the... 80s, it's kind of that era. That's where it kind of, I feel like I fit. What type of music? Uh, it just depends. I mean, you're in the late 70s or you're, you're kind of going with the, like, into that era of, like, the Guns N' Roses phase. I mean, that's a, that's a wild time if you really look at the late 70s and the <laughs> 80s and some of the, the bands and the movies that were made then. Is that what created you? Uh, probably. <laughs> yeah, around that era, I don't know what... Uh, what that's a good question. You can ask my old man. <laughs> yeah. Pac-Man has a question for you, Coach. Hey, Coach. Uh, the D.C. The, uh, Coach Ron have been doing a good job. Um, I watched y'all and broke y'all down this week. Um, can you tell us about the younger guys and how uh, good of addition have Jesse Bates been to you guys? Yeah, Jesse's been a, a great addition back there. I mean, uh, back, I mean, I know you're down in Atlanta. I mean, Wish I had crossed paths. You you would fit this defensive scheme pretty well. Uh, hey, he still got it. He ran a hey ran no, a four no. five hey, one. Yeah. No, in all seriousness, I mean we like guys that that, that they play aggressive. That guys want to attack. Like we don't want to be passive. Safety. Um, but they, they, Jesse's been a lot. He, he's that's been a big addition back there. I think it's helped with Richie. That you know how that chemistry is in the, in the DB room. It's like any position group. I mean, you got to have the right guys and. It's got to fit, and uh, we feel good about where the scheme's at and uh, about who's back there as well. You going to go play safety? This, no, hey, no, no, hey, no. Hey, coach. Y'all look good, coach. No deep balls. I, I love it. No deep balls. And yeah. with Jesse back there, you got the right guy back there. Hey, Pac-Man only played, only played 14 years in the NFL, mm-hmm. uh, only a corner, would refuse to go to safety. You know, like, hey, you just want to move in here maybe just a little bit, oh, add, add another five years potentially sure. to your career? Absolutely. Another pump return? Oh, well, yeah. pump return. That's also what was pump returns. I know mentally I'm out of it. No, <laughs> come on, you can get it back. You're soft. Nah, I'm soft. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Me too, bro. I, this guy never soft. getting soft. I, do you do you think about that like when you're in the middle of it? Because we're all retired now, and we love our lives. Like the whole thought of like um, not going to training camp every year gets better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. We were at Tahoe out at that golf tournament. Aaron was four days away from going to training camp. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey, I think, were like three days away. And we're talking to these dudes, and it's like, oh, I completely forgot about the potential feelings just like two days before you're going to a dorm room somewhere. or You just fucking love football. Huh? That always have been this way. Like, we joke about you not choosing to just take your dad's success and just – weaponize it for yourself to be a lazy fuck, which a lot of people do. You just addicted to football, love football. Why is why do you think football has become this for you full time? I mean it's you know, you try to play as long as you could you know you can, but uh I mean it's it's such a great game and I mean it's it's so much different. I, I I'm sure you guys don't miss that uh that anxiousness or whatever those feelings were like damn I'm getting ready to go away for a while and uh the camp feeling you know, it's obviously different in a coaching role, but the the actual game. I mean, there's very few professions where you you get the highs and the lows that you do in coaching, and 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 it kind of helps you stay young too. Like uh, yeah. every generation, I mean, you meet so many people, um, but there's just no other job like it. Like you, you, that that feeling, that competition on Sunday when the players are out there and 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 trying to to build a good plan to help them and. That competitiveness, that, that, that's, there's nothing like it. You got to prove yourself. They keep a score. Um, so that part, I, again, I don't know many other 
jobs that would be the same. Chuck Pagano said that those five minutes after the win in the locker room before the media comes in, it's like those moments are impossible to attain anywhere else on earth pretty much. I, I don't know what it is for a coach, but obviously players who the tunnel. invest everything, like running out of the tunnel, I couldn't even mm-hmm. fathom, you know, trying to find, I guess wrestling kind of does that yeah. for some guys whenever they get into it. And DJ Diesel, Shaq said he does those music fests because of it, it's a game seven feeling that he gets in front of all those people. People are chasing that type of dragon. Those five minutes after, when did you decide, you know what, we're boozing? You know what I mean? We're going to, hey, I'll have some drinks with the boys. What? Like I, Has that been the way you've always been, like when you were at Tennessee as an assistant? Did the boys say, hey, coach, down a couple of Bruce, we win a game? How's that come together? Yeah, I, you know, I'm not going to go on the record about anything like that. I feel like this is going to, like, trap me, and somehow I'm going to get one of those league fines, so I'm going to be careful <laughs> how, how I answer this question. That, that would happen last year. That was actually uh, – Organic, the, the the O-line, they said, if we win and we rush for over 100, can we go? One of, you know, every all these new stadiums now, they have all these field suites, and you look over there, I mean, it's like a, you know, if you're winning, it looks like a party over there. So they asked one of the bars, they had all those taps right there, said, if we if we win and rush for over 100, can we go over there? I said, sure, I'll, I'll find out. What are they going to do? Tell me no. Like, just say, I'll ask you. And they say yes or no. And they said we could do it. So I told uh, McGarry and, and Lindstrom, I said, yeah, they said, we win and rush for over 100, that uh, we can go back there. I think it was the Browns game. Uh, and, they, you know, they told us that they ran for over 100, and they just went straight back there. We were not in the locker room because you cannot have uh, beers in the locker room, Pat. Of course. Right? Yeah. We, were out, out of, we were out of work, and we were outside the locker room. <laughs> over 21. You're right. Everybody was out over at a 21. You're right. You're right. You're yeah, we were not in the NFL locker room. So we good. Got, got our bases covered. Genius. That email that was read the day after. That looks cute. Looked like a fun bonding experience. (laughs) Might I remind you. Boom. (laughs) This is how this is going. I appreciate it. How's Desmond Ritter doing? How we doing? We feel good? He's good. You know, Des is made of the right stuff. I mean, he's a guy that I I would think that the three of you guys would like to be a teammate with. Uh, He does a a good job. I mean, the guy won a lot of games in Cincinnati. He's wired the right way. And uh, so we're excited. All right. Well, have a great day. Have a great training camp. Are you guys doing any joint practices? Bengals. We did one last week down in Miami. I don't think they're doing joint practice. They're just playing against the Bengals, I think. Yeah, we're not doing one with Cincy or Pittsburgh. How we, had, we had ours last week in Miami. Yeah. How was it? How 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 does that go? You guys have to negotiate everything, like every period, what the tempo is, who's going against all that. Is that a lot of bullshit or no? No. I mean, it's, it's easy if you got, you know, competent people on their side and we've done a lot of them and you know you talk as coaches and your ops people and and, and when, you, when you're a visitor say hey give me this you know your practice plan what do you want to do great we'll be there uh you know we script it out and they give us the personnel and dnd and then we we go from there you love it you love the joint practices because it's like a controlled preseason game is what everybody says it is but you got to do it with the right the right people you're the best You've had some shitty ones, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Had some good ones, yep. too. Mm-hmm. Have had some good ones, too. Yep. Felt like we have gotten better. And not as good as that mustache, though. That thing is top <laughs> notch. We're keeping it all season? I think I'm in too deep. I don't know how I'll get out of it. I don't know how I'll get out of it. Good. You know, it's like like you've gone undercover as a, as a cop, and you're just too, <laughs> you're just too far gone now. Yeah, That's well, how I feel. What's Donnie that? Brasco. Yeah, Donnie Brasco. And then who was that other one that won Hell's Angels? The guy got in there. Rusty Cole from True Detective? <laughs> Bingo. Mm-hmm. That's a documentary. Yep. <laughs> All right. Appreciate you, Coach. Have a great day. Sorry we wasted a lot of your life here, but it's going to get no. better. So this, 
No, I learned a lot today. I got better. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, head coach of the Falcons, Arthur Smith. Yeah! Coach! He's awesome. His delivery is amazing. Man, so, <laughs> so dry. What so a dry. legend. He tried not to smile one time. Dude, yeah. he popped yep. himself a couple different times. The long game yeah. with uh, Tom Moore. The nighting. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to try that. I'm gonna try that one again and see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, tried it last year. Just so <laughs> boom. Think about how many people talk to him and think, this guy hates me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they think he's dead serious all the time. Yeah. Those first couple, he was giving us real coach answers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then all of a sudden, it started slipping it's in. It's like, woman. oh, yeah. He can't, the, he can't help it. He couldn't help himself. Here's the driest fucking guy <laughs> in the NFL. I love that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Falcons are going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Is that your prediction? I'm Probably. taking the Falcons. SeatGeek ticker. Put it on a SeatGeek ticker. Them. I'm taking them. I wish that guy, honestly, this is only the second time I felt this way where it's like, okay. After Belichick, I want that guy. Well, it seems yeah, like he is very similar. Yes. You yes. know, because they say the same stuff about Bill, like very dry, very funny, mm-hmm. great person, charming, yep. all these things. He is a guy, though, that if his team did not get into a fight, he would be worried, I yeah, think. for sure. If it, if, every coach, every coach in the NFL believes, like they don't want, you don't want anyone to get hurt. You don't want stupid cheap shots from behind. But yeah, something mm-hmm. needs to go on. All right, let's talk about some stuff happening around the NFL. Marlon Humphrey of the Baltimore Ravens, who was placed in Pac-Man's top five corners in the entire NFL list just oh, last week. Oh, my God. He's out for some time with a medical surgery taking place. I don't An injury that may require a medical procedure, and his status for the start of the season is now up in the air, says Mike Garofolo. Now, I don't know what that injury is. Mm-hmm. I don't think... That news has been broken. I think Rap Sheet's Instagram story he said it was his foot. Ooh. I believe that's what he said. Ooh. Okay, so what do you got down there? You got planner. You got that Liz Frank. Yeah, yeah. we hope it ain't that. No, yeah, that's not no. good. Liz that's Frank was that's a season thing. Hopefully, it's not. It, yeah. it wouldn't be that. Just a bro. If they said like this, even possible... if it's spring, not spring, my Liz Frank, and I was Ooh. out for play. Uh, that's nasty. Six, seven weeks. So the the Liz Frank is like a web that goes around something your hurts. foot. Basically, right? That's kind of how I've learned. And then I know when you get it, when you completely do it, though, then it like dislocates, I believe, and tears everything. And then you got to find a way to put it back. Yeah, when it's it's sprained, it's like twisted. Like very, very painful, right? Yeah. Isn't that what it? I don't think I understand. Really? Yeah, it's it's a nasty, nasty deal. So we hope that isn't it. If it was, they would tell us, I think, because the projections would be, hey, this is going to be long term. Harbaugh said not long-term, okay, we were getting a heads-up. So Marlon Humphrey, one of the best players the Baltimore Ravens have, is going in for a procedure. So we uh, wish him uh, Godspeed. Godspeed. Go get him, Marlon. Godspeed. There's a hold-in happening in Miami that I don't think any of us knew about. Christian Wilkins, who is a guy who did a great job on college games. Yes, he did. He does uh, the splits. You remember D-Tackle? He does splits when he was at Clemson. He's also Mm -hmm. a menace on the football field. Yes, he is. He's not scared to grab and do the things that other people won't do <laughs> to get under the skin or around the skin mm-hmm. of the other team all the time classic guy you want on your team don't want to go against mm-hmm. that is him he embraces it he loves it uh, i think personally and he's a great football player he's been doing a hold in down in miami i did not know that aj obviously he's an incredible football player he was a first round pick he's in his fifth year mm-hmm. of his first contract that means he picked up his fifth year option this is it for him he's holding in i hadn't heard it that's a pretty big deal for a team that i think a lot of people have some high expectations for aj yeah and also though like, like 
I am surprised we haven't heard more about this. And at the bottom, it says McDaniel said they agree and are currently in negotiation. So, hey, he's holding in. We get it. He's that good. We're working on it. We'll get it done soon. Is that what you're saying? That yeah. seems to be happening everywhere. San Francisco yeah. with Bosa, yeah, uh, Ziegler, Brad. He's, he's still holding out, though. Bosa's technically a holdout. Yeah, but, but alleged- it's like, hey, we, we know what it is. He'll be ready for yeah. game one. That's what Kyle Shanahan actually said. Yeah. He hasn't done a training camp ever, so we're good. You confident it's going to get done? Yeah, yeah. I'm confident it's going to get done. Uh, GM for the Las Vegas Raiders, yep. Mr. Ziegler. Yeah, Dave, Dave Ziegler. Dave, there it is. Dave Ziegler. This guy who's friends with Josh McDaniels ends up hiring Josh McDaniels. Very active GM. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are excited about him being the GM. He came out and told a member of the crowd, he said, Josh Jacobs going to be here. Don't worry about it. That's mm-hmm. a big deal for the Josh Jacobs yeah. saga with the Raiders. Here's the video from just a few days ago. Okay, so sounds like what's going to happen is twelve million a year. Yeah. Okay, let's put another three million in incentives yep. on that thing. Mm-hmm. Now we got a fifteen million dollar deal. Make it a two year deal. Okay, or a three year deal. Yeah. Do what you got to do, and you're done, right? Doesn't yep. it feel like we got a deal done right there? Shout out to that. Give him some incentives, too. Yeah. 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 He's like, yeah, 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 I will. 11, 12. 11, 12. Yeah, we yeah. can make that happen. Yeah. Make that happen. <laughs> it's like, all right, shout out to that guy. Was that his agent? I don't know. I think it was. Should be. Not a bad play, a little public, uh, public in there. We'll make it happen. I don't see a problem with that. It's like, okay, so it feels like the Josh Jacobs deal is probably going to get done, <laughs> right? That's what it feels like. I mean, it definitely seems like it's going well. If not, if it's not done soon, these guys seem to be okay. Stay in the running back market. Chris Ballard chatted with yeah. uh, NFL Radio on Sirius XM, a training camp practice just yesterday, about Jonathan Taylor and his status. Here's what Chris Ballard, the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts, had to say about Jonathan Taylor, currently very unhappy with being an Indianapolis Colt. Oh, and look, look, we... I think the world of, of Jonathan. Um, he's been a great Colt, been a great player for the Colt. You know, unfortunately, last year he, he you know, he, he got hurt early in the season, was dinged all year, fought through it till he finally got to a point where he had to, you know, have this surgery. And now now he's finishing his rehab process. And so hopefully, hopefully as we move forward here, we'll get him back. But we need to get him 100% healthy before we do anything. Okay, 100% healthy has been said on both sides now. Obviously, he was out of state, allegedly, getting his ankle worked on last week. He's back in the building, still demanding a trade. He said, look, I'm a big fan of him at the beginning. Let me set the stage here. I love this guy. Flat bill cap looks very cool. Yes. Great. Obviously sounds cool. What did you hear there, if anything, AJ? I don't. I mean, I didn't hear much. It didn't make me feel that great about him being back in the building anytime soon and ready to play. Yeah, yeah. No real. Life. He said I've, he's done great things for the Colt. He's played great for the Colt. Is he? Is he, he, didn't say, he didn't say he will play great for the Colt later on. Yeah, I didn't like that is it wasn't plural either. Yeah. What, what'd you say? Is he all the way up? <laughs> I don't know. I nobody really knows. I don't think. Like I think that's yeah. the thing. Is everybody? We all assume as a fan of the team of the Colt that. He's holding out right now, using this ankle as a way to say, I'm not fucking doing it. Easy yeah. excuse. I gotta be he's probably not 100. He's probably not 100, but if he had a deal, he'd probably be in practice. He's probably like, okay, why would I go out there when I'm not 100%? This is yeah. potentially James Harden in Vegas Strip Club at 
290 pounds. Yep. Get me out of Houston. There you go. <laughs> and then next day, Brooklyn, 155 pounds. Yeah. Back to being in remarkable shape. <laughs> exactly. That's what I think a lot of people are thinking Jonathan Taylor's doing. So to hear Chris Ballard be like, you got to get him back to 100%. It's like, okay, well, he's also worried about the injury. So I guess that legitimizes the injury a little bit more or no? I don't know. The injury part of it confuses the hell out of me. I really don't know. Out of state. You want to you get him healthy? So, well, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, he requested a trade, but what is that? Is that would that ever happen? Would they be able to trade him? Yeah, like the question there should have been Jim Irsay said, Pards, we ain't ever trading you. Mm-hmm. Now or in October. Has that changed at all with the dynamics of everything? Because there's one running back out there left, right? Kareem Hunt. Yeah. yeah. He's still out there. Yeah. Dalvin Cook signs for eight. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Eight. 8.6. Zeke signs for six. Boom. So you would assume Kareem Hunt will be for like four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No offense, Kareem Five Hunt, one. but like that's probably how it's going to go in this entire thing. Colt's probably very interested in Kareem Hunt. I have to be. They made an offer. Spe- yeah. Because this situation with. That's what Lomba said, right? Yeah. Somebody said. Or that the physical, be interested the physical part of it might not have been. You would think because, uh, I mean, guys, a player, they show highlights of him. It's like. Hey, when Kareem Hunt's playing. Yeah. yeah. And I think he's a big energy guy. Yeah. I think he's a big, like, team guy. He's you know, a like, big bruiser. You, I mean, when he like when he gets rolling, like, good luck to defense. It's tough to stop that dude. Anthony Richardson, Kareem Hunt in the backfield. We also just oh signed. Oh, uh, Is it not Kenyon Drake? Jeez. Maybe. Yeah, Kenyon, they what, did was it Kenyon Drake? Drake? Oh, yeah. okay. Signed Kenyon Drake as well. It's mm-hmm. like, we got some real, not that we have Kareem Hunt, but if we put Kareem Hunt back there. Now, obviously not Dalvin Cook. No. Okay. Which would have been sweet. Could have been the guy. They may have tried to get him. Doesn't sound like it. Sounds like he was just Jets or Dolphins and kind of. I'm saying he. That's what I'm saying. Maybe we don't know what he the his favorite places were to go. Well, he, if he touched foot in Indianapolis, he'd say, "I won't be here." You yeah. think? Oh, taking yeah. what, what, Tim take, McGraw, what concert? No, taking the State Fair. Look at Singo. Oh, good State point. Give him, give him a cheese coney. You take him to that circle right there? State Fair is happening right now. Mm-hmm. You yeah. run him by there. Exactly. Walk him through. Do the 4-H whole thing. 4-H club. Yeah, look at the big pig competition. The, hey, who's biggest, got the biggest pig. Yeah, it's not a big <laughs> pig. The buddy. biggest yeah. pig, not a yeah. pig. Donkey oh, show, yeah. all of it. Do it all. There's no donkey show happening at the State Fair. No. You are a pig. What Let's get there? to a break. Let's get to a break. Everything good. I can't believe you just said what you said. It's unbelievable. Can't have a real recruiting trip conversation. About, no. I didn't well, say anything hey. bad about the State Fair. Yeah, you said State donkey show as if they would do something like that at the State Fair. Maybe they don't, happens to don- I don't know what happens at your donkey show. Oh, I'm not thinking, okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know what there. happens to yours? Yeah. Donkeys trotting around and people just go look at them, watch them ride, ride donkeys. Yeah. Yeah. Not ride them, but they lead them around with a little, little string. Is that yeah, right? Matt. Okay. I don't know what donkey shows you've been going to. <laughs> Who's riding who here? That's Nobody's riding anyone. <laughs> you just said. That's not what you said. Yeah, you no, I didn't said. mean it. The donkeys, I mean, they're being led. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. By you what? Led by what? Got it. You got a call about it, dude? All right. <laughs> oh, my arm's sore. <laughs> oh, man. Only, only arm day. Every day. <laughs> Packed hog yeah. ass this morning. Too. I mean, you got, your legs are genetically gifted anyway you don't need to lift like i've been doing some cardio i've been doing some cardio every morning mm-hmm. fasted cardio they say that climber now Climber? uh elliptical you, i look there like that know. guy with the long hair and those infomercials What's, oh nice with tony oh and, yeah Miola? Tony. oh Marcus? no yeah it was back in the day like the um john base though he the used to be very big elliptical. and he used to be very big and then he got jacked and, and shredded yeah pony tony, tony little Jerry. tony little tony little, tony little. <laughs> 
That's what I look like every morning, mile and a half this morning, Tony Little. Hey, he looks great. <laughs> I know. He popped up on a throwback page, and I was like, you know what? Yeah. If Tony he had Little- that elliptical. He could lean backwards. Remember, he could lean yeah. backwards, lean forwards. He did it all. <laughs> I haven't thought of him in years. He was good. I seen him on the internet, and I was like, that's what I'm doing. That's where I need to be. There you are. That's where I need to be. Look at that form. He is on point. Bro, look at the calf full extension, too. A lot of people think that's all arms. He's pushing into that. Oh, wow. He's like 6'5", right? Yeah. (laughs) You're a terrible person. You hear me? I'm I'm serious. What are you talking about? Let's talk about people that aren't as tall, I guess. Jet Passon told a Mm 15-year-old that he was a dickhead last night. Incredible. Love that. I did see that. (laughs) You did? I did see that. Yeah, yeah. I did. What? Where was that being streamed? John Boy, right? yeah. yeah, that's John Boy. That's John, the good baseball. Hey, I'm a big fan of the old John Boy crew. Yeah, they do awesome. They do very awesome. Mm-hmm. Where'd they go? Didn't someone pick them up? A network or platform? So I think they sold. I think they did a uh, like a twenty percent sale to round up money to build their own thing bigger. I think, and then okay, I think. I tried to follow along because I'm a fan of what they do. They did something like that. I know they did something. I remember. I don't know how many months ago. I believe yeah. they got a big DraftKings deal as well. Are they part of the DraftKings network? I think so. Uh, I don't know if they are oh, officially. We they, they well, ra- actually. Well, they raised $5 million in funding. Uh, Do you know a percent? Um, no. Well, congratulations to them. Well, Not easy to get money. Actually. I think it was half a percent. <clears throat> that's very good. pizzazz, Bruce. That's very, very good. Yeah. It was good pizzazz, Bruce. It was a good well, actually. It was. Mm-hmm. Haven't had one of those in a long time. No. Too long. We are thinking about having a uh, announcement coming tomorrow. Uh, Whoa! Uh, when we get to oh, mm, okay. that's coming out tomorrow. Yeah. What is the announcement of when we're starting? Oh, the, oh. the TB the A is coming tomorrow. Yeah, the yeah. A because at one point it was TBD. Not mm-hmm. anymore. Then it no. got deed. Yeah. Oh. yeah, and now deed hard TBA mm-hmm. tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Now it's getting aid. I mean, yeah. The deed and the aid are coming together. We were thinking about having, which is always a good time. Always. When you <laughs> try to determine something and then you are at the stage of announcing it, right. that's a good time. Yes. Yeah. That means a decision has been made. An agreement was re- reached. Mm-hmm. And then, bang, here we go. Let's A this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. With that being said, whenever we are on there, TBA tomorrow, yep. okay. we're thinking about having like a corrections segment. Where Bruce would oh. well actually the shit out of the whole show mm-hmm. at the end because there's going to be people that get very mad at us on ESPN whenever we say things. He's like, a fact checker. He's a fact checker guy, right? Yeah, yeah. but him trying okay. to correct us for whenever we say like, dude threw for like 700 yards yesterday, and he comes on. Well, actually, it was 527. It'd be like, okay, fuck off, okay, because okay. I think we should have that on the program, you know, to let people know we get it. We what know you're saying. Yep. Well, actually, but that's going to be a tough job for Bruce. It yeah. is. Yeah. He's going to get verbally assaulted yeah, he's every gonna, single time he comes onto the microphone. I, I think it'll go great. See, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. You got to step in, <laughs> yeah. chin up. That's where somebody like me has to say, you know, I'll be the adult. I got to protect that guy. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, no. He'll be fine. Yeah, you might have to because, boy, he's going to hear it from this side. Well, actually, the presidential debate last night yeah. was won by... So, basically, actually, like, DeSantis <laughs> knocked it out of the park last night, so... So basically, he's going to win. Bruce wouldn't say that. 
Bruce would yeah. not say that. There's no chance Bruce would say that. But it's like that type of take, and obviously not on politics, but on sports, that he would well actually the entire group. Mm-hmm. And then he would get motherfucked until literally the show ended. Yeah. yeah. And we're just, I'm just sending him out there for that. Yeah. I don't know if I want that for the guy. No, Bruce sounds like guy. he wants that. Yeah, he should. Bruce doesn't think it's going to happen. And that's what I'm saying. Oh. But I, I think Bruce. No, I, I mean, I got a good chin. We'll be fine. He does. Yeah, he too. does. All right. All in favor of doing it, I guess, say aye. 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 Oh, I said aye. I know you're participating. That a boy. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey. actually, Bruce is going to be a thing then. Okay. Oh, man. Congrats, okay. Bruce. There you go, Brucey. Tell you what, the lighting on the left side of the screen is phenomenal. It is. Yeah, now that we've got new cameras and stuff. It's kind of a shame. What happened? Well, I heard you look like shit compared to what the new lighting is on this. Yeah, yeah kind of. A you got, yeah, you're right. Your guys' new lighting is amazing, and your cameras. A lot of people are. Cameras talking. are the same. We actually had to just change the actual the, the quality down to the frames per minute. We had to downgrade while upgrading something else to comply with their stuff. Of course, you know, because we built the studio last year, so we got all the stuff that is for sale. You know, now mm-hmm. futuristic. It's already already vintage, huh? Yeah. Eight months later. No, our stuff's still good, but Doing certainly this. stuff from twenty years ago, right, mm-hmm. is still or ten years ago, mm-hmm. vastly different. So we've had to kind of dial it back, yeah. but also ramp up another. It's been like a math equation mm-hmm. happening Bingo. with the cameras. I think they figured it out. Yeah, yeah. ramp and yeah. dial. We look good. It's a good look. You look very good over there. Talk so, so do you. Actually, the first time it came up, I was confused as why the lighting was the way it was, and it just looked perfect. That's why. Yeah, and like tone, put on tone. It's like he has like an actual spotlight on him. Yeah, wow. it's tan. Oh my god, and a three quarter zip hoodie. Yeah, my is, that god. A fit, is that a Fitbit? What is that? It's a whoop, whoop. Oh, it's a whoop. Yeah, my bad. You wear that whoop every day? Yeah, you're a hero. Your steps. Track no, your sleep tone. It's, it's only for sleep. Literally, it's only for sleep. How do you sleep? Does it tell you good? Uh, it was good for a little bit. It's been shit the last week. I can tell you Uh-oh. that. See, that kind of scared me. Because what if it's wrong? And then I wake up, I look at it like, oh, going to be a shitty day. Yeah, I like to guess. <laughs> I, I, before I look at it, I was like, oh, I feel like shit. Can't let it control you. Yeah, but you should just always say, I slept good last yeah. night. Yeah, feel great. Yeah. Boom, and then you're off yeah. and running. You can do that? Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. True. That's what I do. Hey, yeah. Oh, yeah. Your brain. That's actually why I can't do the whoop, because I didn't need this thing telling me any negativity. I, I don't need you telling me. It's a good point. I didn't sleep well last night. I don't fucking know that. Okay, my brain is. Tell me every morning I slept great. Feel good. That's what I need. I thought so. My brain is way stronger than my inner thoughts. It knows. (laughs) Respect to your brain. I can't convince my brain to think something. It knows. (laughs) But if the whoop said, "Oh, Oh, jeez." But if the whoop said, "Oh, you you had a great good bingo," you had every day. Yeah, feel good. Feel even better. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know why. That must be something. What's going on? Maybe the allergies or something. I slept good. Look, look, yeah. Yeah. Whoops told me. This thing told me I slept more hours than I would have had. Is it? <laughs> I think so, too. It's interesting. I, what if we made something that literally just said, although you only slept for four hours, it's worth eight hours of sleep. <laughs> just like to tell people like, yeah, fucking right. That's not yeah. a bad idea. Like, like the live The fully positive whoop. Yeah. All positivity all the time, but it's trying to, it, yeah, that'd be, that's a good idea. And we're just called whoop, yeah. Yeah, there you go. A little bit more positive. Mm-hmm. Whoop plus. Whoop plus. Whoop, there, there it is. Don't <laughs> think about it. Just send it. What's it do? Good morning. You slept amazing. Oh. You're great. You got great hands. Yeah. And you're quick. Still. So, well, well, I wouldn't go that far about the hands after what happened before the show started. Punted a couple balls to. Yeah, he just caught me off guard. Oh, 
It's the light. Mm. No, you got to go around and look at the lights first. Yeah. Oh, those lights didn't get changed. I punted some balls to Pac-Man before the show went live. Still got it for one of them. I mean, it looked, he uh, <laughs> dropped two. He did. He actually dropped two. Dropped two, caught two. Because he's used to catching them with nine guys about to kill him. Sure. All right. At the end of this next hour, I'll punt four balls to pack. Okay. We have to successfully complete four of those. Catch them all. One okay. Hand. Yeah. You one hand? That. Yeah. Are you going to hold them all? Yeah, have to. Yeah. Yeah. I'll all right. Do that. Okay. Okay. That'll be the giveaway. On this Winter Wednesday, we will announce and find new winners if Pac-Man Jones is able to catch four straight punts. One hand. Boom. Oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Cake. Cake. Artie Smith wanted to sign you to return punts right now. Yeah, yeah. The smaller balls, too. Oh. The baby dude. Easy. Yeah. Hey. I'm joining us now as a man who in the FedEx Cup point standings was 112th just a few weeks back. Then he wins the last tournament of the season before the playoffs. Then he wins the first tournament of the playoffs. What? Now he's sitting at number four for the FedEx Cup points, looking to win it all this upcoming weekend. An absolute beauty, ladies and gentlemen, Lucas Glover. Yeah! Thanks, Pat. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Lucas, thank you for joining us. Honestly, whenever I say this, um, I don't want you to hold it against me. I'm an idiot. Okay, a very dumb one. I enjoy life. I enjoy sports. I watch golf every single weekend as the time passes by, especially now that I have a young baby at home with the wife. There's a lot of sitting and watching. I've seen your name, obviously, a lot. Glover, Glover, Glover in the scorecard and in the sheets and everything like that. But these past couple weeks getting to spend with you has been a real joy. I want to let you know that. Learning about you and watching you you golf has been a lot of fucking fun. I appreciate what you've done for us these last couple weekends, Lucas, honestly. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, with that being said, let's talk about being in Memphis in August, okay? 175 degrees, I assume, was the actual temperature. I bet everybody is asking you about this because as we were watching at home, I personally run hot and am a sweater. So when I was watching you battle through that course on Sunday after a rain delay, putting your hands in the cooler, your pants were treasonous, absolute Mm -hmm. traitors to you. What was it like mentally? (laughs) Was it as draining as it looked going, uh, watching at home? Or what were you telling yourself throughout the entire day to keep going? Uh, Literally drink as much water as possible uh, and just try to keep the hands, hands cool and dry. You know, I don't wear a glove, so, uh, had to work on that pretty hard, but yeah, it was hot as my as my pants proved to the whole world. Yeah, and obviously, <laughs> I appreciate that you didn't let that affect you. You know, because like, I, if I wear, I would never wear this color ever. Okay, it, for with my. <laughs> With the way my ass sweats and the way Memphis is in the middle of August at 155% humidity, mm-hmm. I assume you did not expect this to be possible either. But that is like the first indicator of like, that guy's hot as fuck. Yeah, he's yeah. sweating. That guy right there is hot <laughs> as hell. Now they're talking about potentially guys wearing shorts because of it. Have you been asked about that? Did you realize that that was going to be a massive conversation on the internet as it's happening? And how did the pants come to be? And have they apologized to you, the people that made the pants? <laughs> uh, I think I do have some uh, some uh, af- more athletic wicking pants on the way, yes. But uh, um if if that's what it takes to let us wear shorts in the summer on the PGA Tour, I'll be happy to uh, to take one for the team. <laughs> okay, so you're in on this. Have you been asked? Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm way in. Yeah, for sure. Give it, you know what? Let's say May fifteenth to September fifteenth. Give us the option. 
I love that. And is that a real movement you think right now? I don't know. We'll see. You know, they do the uh, they do the caddy bibs optional when it's a certain temperature. So maybe they'll do the do the uh, swamp ass optional for the players. <laughs> the Lucas Glover swamp ass rule. We'll all remember where we were when we saw this man battle the city of Memphis and its heat. Uh, I, I appreciate that you didn't let it bother you at all and just finished the round, did your thing. AJ has a question for you, Lucas. Lucas, I'm curious about like just the the roller coaster ride that being on the PGA Tour must be. I know like your path is you you win the U.S. Open in 2009, and then it's just always grinding, always battling. And now what you have done, like just it's unbelievable how quickly it can turn in golf. I guess is that something that always has to be on your mind? Like, hey, this is I'm one good day away from from making things great. Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh... And ironically, I played with uh, – ironically, you'd ask that question because uh, I can give a story to, to, to give my answer here. But I played with a 27-year-old Nick Hardy last week, the first two rounds, who's a great kid and he's got a bright future out here. And, and after Friday's round, he asked me, he goes, hey, man, what's, the, what's, the, what's been your key to be out here, you know, your 20th season? I said, it's never as good as it seems and it's never as bad as it seems. He goes, well, can you expand on that? I said, bro, if you're playing bad, you're one shot away from turning it around. And if you're playing good you're one shot away from potentially playing bad it's just depending on how you react to it and uh, and I do believe that and I learned that at a pretty young age because some of my mentors kind of drilled that into me it's never that far off you to be out here on the tour you got to be pretty good so it's it's never that far from being good but it can turn the other way too it's just a matter how you react to it so AJ that being said um, yeah it's been a it's been a grind for 10 years. Uh, there's been some success. There's been some failures. But that's always been in my mind is just a little bit of momentum here, a little bit of momentum there, and then we can get this thing going. Keeping that optimism is a mental toughness that not a lot of people have. You know, like, for instance, I, I decided I'm never going back to that Tahoe golf tournament because <laughs> you know how you said one good shot can change every. I didn't have one. I yeah, didn't have one. Not I, one. Four days. Not one. The golf gods did not say, yeah, you know what? You got it. <laughs> this is the one. Not one time. Let's get a good one here. Not, not, one? not one time, Lucas. I'm telling you, AJ was there for all of it. Not one. Man. I had five lip outs. Five. At least. Actually. Chip, chip in lip outs. Imagine one of those falls, Lucas. Oh, oh, yeah. oh my <laughs> God. I'm going. Yeah, you'll play every day if one of those falls. Let's talk about one of those falling for you and then two of those falling for you on that final round. Are you keeping up with the score of everything that's happening behind you, knowing that you're par, 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 kind of grinding it out? You make that 30-footer, then you make that 20-footer, and they're like center cup falling right, like perfect putts. Are those shots doing anything for your psyche on Sunday, or how do you kind of battle through that round knowing that, I think McElroy was coming. Yep. I Cantley was coming. Fleetwood. I think there was, Fleet, there was Fleetwood was moving a little bit. Like, do you notice that? Do you keep up with all that? And when those putts fall, what does that do for you? Well, you make a you make a 20-footer for par on 13, a 30-footer for bogey on 14. If there's such thing as a good bogey, that was one of them. Uh, yeah. But those were just momentum plays um, and just keep the momentum and staying in the game. That's that's kind of what I had to do last week because I didn't really have it full swing-wise Saturday, Sunday, especially late Sunday. Uh, chipping and putting kept me in it. So all your lip-outs, I think the, the golf gods you spoke about, they, they gave me – 
They gave me the benefit instead of you. So thanks, Pat. Hey, I would like to tell them right now, take them all from me. Give them all this fucking guy. Because as I continue to learn your story, we love you. Tone has a question, actually, right in line with that. Yeah, as you've shot up the rankings on the, in the FedEx, FedEx Cup points, you've also shot up the, the Ryder Cup standings. Um, I, I assume that that's in the, in the back of your mind. And, and how's that process going? Have, has any of the captains reached out to you yet or talked to you about the Ryder Cup process? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, obviously uh, jumped up there pretty high and uh, always been a goal of mine. Um, uh, ever since I turned pro, I think representing your country as an athlete is the uh, the highest honor. And i uh, played on a couple of President's Cup teams as a pro and just had a ball. Um, my relationship with, with Zach, the, the, the captain, Zach Johnson, uh, predates obviously his captaincy, but we came out together on this tour in 04. I've uh, known him a long time. So, yeah, I've talked to him as a friend. And um, and then he called called the other day to speak a little bit about the, the Ryder Cup and, and that I'm on the radar. So very cool uh, to hear Let's from go. a close friend and then uh, um, and then to, to get some encouragement from him. You're on the Ryder radar, or what is that? What is that? Have you ever been on the Ryder radar before? And the the radar, yeah. Uh, I didn't get picked a couple of times, but uh, uh, I got a couple of weeks to uh, to make my case. Oh, yeah. Let's go, fuck. Wow. Here we go. You know what I mean? We, Lucas, what that conversation go? What kind of questions is he asking you? Like, hey, how good do you feel? You and you have to just no matter what say, I feel as good as I've ever felt. I feel amazing. I'm going to make every single putt. I love being on on the team. Like, what do you say to him there, America? Uh, I just basically it was it was thank you for the call, and then he said, uh, you know, I'll send you some info. I said, cool, I'm in. So answered uh, answered his questions, and uh, I was a lot uh, it was a lot more. Uh, of a friend conversation. Like I said, we've been friends for 20 years. So. How many more years do you think you, you'll be able to do this? Uh, man, that's the best news about my sport is this, you can you play it a long, long time if your body holds up. So um, I think it just, just body depends. Feels good. You know, my body feels good. I've been, been blessed with decent health. only had a couple minor injuries and always had a good back and and decent wrists and the, the most important things for golf. I got a couple of knee surgeries under my belt, but nothing major. Hell yeah, so do we. I don't know how you walk that fucking course all the time, but yeah. I, so I don't want to go back too far here. What Zach, he said he, he's going to send you, that's hotel reservation stuff? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's no, what no, I heard. Flights, yeah. uniform, yep. sizes. I'm a 30, you look like a 32, yep. 34, maybe 34. Uh, 13 shoe. Probably get a flag oh, as well. Oh. Well, those, those pants were like 38s by the end of it on Sunday. But. Yeah, I tell you what, they were hanging there. They were hanging. Honestly, like you, that is a nightmare. I'm a big-time sweater, and I don't know if you're a, a normally a sweater or if it's Memphis in August, everybody's a sweater. But, like, watch. As soon as I turn it on on Sunday and I see what's going on, I'm like, better man than me. I would mm-hmm. be... I would be very uncomfortable. WD in that situation. I would potentially I'm yeah, out of here. Yeah, I'm done. I'm actually out of here. But let's let's talk about golf again instead of your swamp ass. That might be a rule changer forever. Yeah, we'll see. Which is okay. good. Uh, they showed they showed some putting stuff of you from the from before. Obviously, I think it's your worst putting stroke of all time. They showed it like a thousand times. It was like a six inch putt that you kind of took that thing around. I'm a horrendous putter. You know what I mean? I, I golfing gods once again just won't let one of them accidentally hit the fucking hole. You know what I mean? It just won't happen. Mm-hmm. You change your putting style to that big, long one. And I know there's conversation about it and how many people use it. Why was the change made? And that thing is right in the middle of the blade, too. Is that 
Is this thing designed for you? And at what point did you decide to do this and make your putting a weapon as opposed to a, a potential weakness in your game? Yeah, yeah. I'd fought, uh, I'd fought the yips pretty hard for about 10 years, like legitimate, like yips, as that stroke they show over and over. Uh, that was a recurring theme for me and obviously brought me down. Um, so I was kind of at the end of my rope with that stuff. Um, so it was try this long one or left-handed, honestly. And those were my last two options. And, and this one, this one worked. Uh, it's, it's freed up my, freed up my stroke, freed up my mind. And, uh, it's kind of been the missing piece. Uh, been working with it about three months now. So been a, been a nice, uh, a nice fix to a, to a long lasting problem. Was it as soon as you did it, you were like, yeah, this is it or. Uh, it, it just, it just, it was honestly just to be a little technical here. It, it basically was a whole new motor skill. So my brain had no scar tissue, um, to, 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 to have those yippee, uh, nervy strokes because it was so foreign and so different that it was, uh, it was basically a way that my brain was able to be rewired to kind of get over that hump. Yeah, they talk about muscle memory, yeah. and people are like, well, what's the actual realness of muscle memory? It's like, well, it sounds like ask Lucas Glover what muscle memory is for whatever reason. <laughs> whenever he's doing this particular motion, his thing's doing one thing, but then you get to a brand new muscle usage, and it's like, oh, I can rebuild this. Um, that had to be a freeing feeling. Very much. Um, yeah, to the point where it was fun to go practice, fun to go putt, fun to go... And then you see some results from that. It makes it more fun. All right, let's 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 groove this in, make some more, and and and, and that being a weakness for so long, and all of a sudden turning into a strength. Uh, like I said, it just makes it fun to go work on it, fun to 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 try to even get better at. And um, you know, short game out here is is your livelihood because when you don't hit it great, you got to have something to to keep you in there and stay consistent. And uh, you know, again, that putting thing was uh, was what was holding me back, and it feels great to, as you said, be an asset, be a weapon instead of something that uh, that's been dragging me down. Hell yeah! Well, enjoy it all. We've enjoyed watching you. We can't wait to see where you end up and what you end up doing. Sounds like you're on the Ryder Cup team. I mean, you just—I cool. yeah. know you got a press conference. Good luck this weekend, and uh, thank you for everything. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it, Pat. Thanks, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, where are you from again? Greenville, South Carolina. Are you a South Carolina fan? Go Cox? Uh, Clemson. Clemson. Not go Cox. Ooh. Oh. No Cox. No Cox. No Cox. No Cox. No Cox. No Cox. Not in this family. <laughs> nope. No Cox. In this family. No way. Uh, We're Tigers around here. All right. Appreciate you. It. Ladies and gentlemen. You said Luke, it perfect. Yeah. Hell yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Lucas Glover. Thank you, buddy. Yes. That was a good combo. Yeah, yeah, he's the man. I feel like we just had yeah. a good golf conversation. I'm sure, he ended, I'm sure he ended with some guy from like PGA.com, same, the guy I ended with the same kind of question. So, no Cox? Or <laughs> For sure. For okay. sure. Yeah. Not in this family. No? Okay. No Cox. <laughs> I was just reading about those. Yep, that was wild. He had like panic attacks on the green. Dude, I could see I how mean, that would happen with the ten way years. Those... Ten years. Ten years. I mean, Navy what? fixed them. You see how miserable I am at Tahoe? It's, I could see, and I do that, what, once a year? I've done it twice in my life. Mm -hmm. Those greens are impossible. They are left-handed. What if he would have gone left-handed? That would be amazing. He had a Navy SEAL fix him. Was it, really? what's his face, uh, Goggins? Yeah, 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 Dave who Goggins. Was who it? Was it, it was Goggins? some. It was some Navy SEAL who was a minor league baseball pitcher who had the same thing with pitching. Where just one day he couldn't throw the ball anymore. Yeah, AJ sent the post I think into the group about that. It was different. With I think, the but, yeah. Oh, I've been, I've been, uh, yeah, I've been participating. Okay, all right, let's get out of this conversation, and we uh, <laughs> thank Lucas Glover so much.
Everybody loves a comeback. Yeah, they do. Amen. Bro, could you imagine, though? Maybe I need to go do that. New motorcycle. Yeah, do yeah. that. Get that big old long putter. You'll look amazing. <laughs> looks real easy, too. Looks so easy. Did you see it? Yeah, he's got like a bruise. It looks impossible. Yeah. Maybe like swinging, impossible. Maybe like swinging a baseball bat. Maybe you're a lefty putter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should. Could be. Ooh. Maybe, maybe I need little baby hockey sticks. Yeah, yeah they're yep. happy. For real. I, I should be better at it than I am, honestly. And I think You're a good putter. What are you talking about? You I'm are not. A good putter. I, I can get it. The motherfuckers you don't mean, okay, fall. Uh, okay, I mean? how many how many bogey saves did you have from like ten to twenty feet? You had a lot. Those were sick. That was day one. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. That was cool. I thought that was the new me. It was not. It was not. No, it did not happen ever again. But it was not. Like, I thought it was. I thought it was the new me. Like this is a cool thing. Unfortunately, golf doesn't have that. It's day to day. I feel like. Yeah, it's stroke to stroke. But those greens are so yeah. fast. Yeah, you were putting well. Like it, it's not yeah. as if that course reflects everywhere. When you go out and play just a regular course, it's much you, easier to yeah, put. You put putt unbelievable, which is amazing to think about. Like um, him having actual fear of the every weekend. Yeah. Ten years is what he's doing. That's a night. Probably just feared like ever having a putt that really meant something. Can you imagine him like, okay, what happens if I'm actually in the lead of a tournament and it comes down to something? Best case scenario. Okay. I'm in the lead of a major. Let's say it's the Masters. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm in Augusta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Hole 18. I have a one stroke lead. This is what I want. This is my dream. Yeah. I'm going to groove one out to the fairway, obviously. I'm going to fucking nine iron in. Okay. Now what? Well, got a two putt. That's yeah, easy. That's, uh -huh. that's it. From thirty feet, two putt. Then that first one, leave it at like eleven feet. Oh mm. no! <laughs> oh, buddy, is that what I want? Is that what I want in my life? I had to think in much smaller scale this whole thing. But remember, after a couple years after I retired, I was thinking about going and um, kicking field goals for the Bears whenever mm -hmm. they were doing yep. that whole thing. Yep. Chuck Pagano was up there. A lot of my former coaches were up there. A lot of people that have seen me kick field goals were like, "Yeah, this could be the right guy for the job." Also with the the situation going up there where it seemed like the kicking was cursed. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? Big time. After the Robbie Gold situation. And then as I was thinking about it all, I like watched a moment happen. I think it was a different sport. I forget what it was. Yeah. I was watching. And the guy was like, I think it was a free throw. And the guy was sitting there. And I was like, all right, have to make this or the team loses. You know, like yeah. making one to win. Okay. Is obviously what everybody would love. Yeah. But the making one to tie or fucking lose, where you're not even going to be remembered in this mm -hmm, thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? This, this is going to be – that's the one. And I remember trying to put myself in that guy's position, and I was like, I don't want that right now. Yeah. No way do I want to sign back up for that. For the fucking Bears? Yeah, Man, right. Jogging out onto the field, mm -hmm. you got a 45-yarder in Chicago. That's like 45 yarders people make, like on a very regular mm -hmm. basis, expected to make here. And then you got like a fucking 22-mile-an-hour wind mm -hmm. to the right. It's like – Maybe on your back, though. Tough. Do I want to do that right now? For a team that's got no chance of winning anything. Would be, would be sick. Obviously, would be True. a sick moment to make. Yeah. Like, that's a cool thing. But, the like, golf, it's this big on make oh, or yeah. miss. Mm -hmm. Like, doing something, and this is also comparing very different things, but, like, WrestleMania, for instance. Yeah. You know? Like, that's a moment where there is, like, hey, have to deliver. Yeah. There's a lot of people. There's shit happening. You got to do it. But, like, it's a much... I don't want to say it's it's like there's it's more fail safe, you know. Yeah. Like kicking a field goal, if you're off by that, like you miss by that much, that's a miss. Your life's over. You are ruined, yep. <laughs> ruined by everybody for it. In golf, it's the same fucking thing. If if he's two inches away, tap in to win. 
and you rim that out, mm. I mean, that could break you forever. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, that's a tough. The longer you go, can you imagine in golf, the longer you go, say it's the guys that are really good without winning a major or whatever, like, can you imagine, like, the longer you don't do that, the harder it gets, too. Just like, That's what's so like tough. Like Ricky Fowler. As, exactly. When yeah. he made that Man. punt, and it was like, oh, it was the whole world yeah. getting yeah. off of his shoulders. Going down, too. Oh. Talk about a roller coaster. Royer right now with majors. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's this. It's this. He's another it's, guy. He's that big. He's that big. He's big. What, what did Tiger do? Well, he hit the spot that was that big the best every time. Just fucking mm-hmm. better than everybody, forever. Mm-hmm. That that big. Right on the line. Hey, why is Justin Tucker bringing? Well, he hits the fucking. It's like that big. <laughs> the spot that he has to hit to make the ball go perfectly end over end, and it appears as if he's actually. Somehow has an opposable thumb on his foot, and he grabs it and just throws it yep. right where he fucking wants to go. Yeah, that's because he hits this spot that's this fucking big. It's incredible. I don't know how people do it. Yeah. I mean, I guess I did it for a while, but it was like I was nowhere near what they were with that old thing. Just, In the golf game, I don't know how they get good after you're bad, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, think, I feel like most guys don't. Like, we only hear about a couple guys. Brooks bounced back. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Ricky just did, but his has kind of been the same thing. Like, he's still, he's never won a major, you know? So, like, he won a tournament, but, like, very rarely, I feel like once guys do get the yips, like, they're just, they're done for. And they talk about getting older and you can play until you're 60 or whatever to yeah. how long you asked them. It's like, how do you keep the competitive stamina? Yeah, wanting to. Until you're 60. You know, AJ? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that's what you heard Lucas say. Like, well, that's the great thing about this sport. You can kind of play as long as you want if you hold up. I think that's like a huge thing when you're – say you make it on the PGA Tour, live, whatever. When you're like 30, you're thinking, all right, I need to do this the rest of my life. But you're, you go into any other professional sport, you're like, if I get 10 years, I'm very lucky. So I think golf is cool where they probably think – 50 years ahead, I would. I think it is very cool, but Lucas Glover's been grinding, dude. Oh, yeah. 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 Remember Pat Perez, the reason why I want to live or whatever, he's like, for 25 years, I haven't been home. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. I've been on the road for 25 years. That's <laughs> that's what the golf is. Wednesday, I'm doing a pro-am, so Tuesday, I have to be in. I'm living in an Airbnb or a hotel that I'm paying for with my caddy. Then Thursday, we're off. Friday, we're off. If you get lucky enough to make the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, then restart that on Tuesday the next yeah. week for Nine months, Terrible. pretty much like that. It's like, damn, I did. We didn't. That whole swing the wind thing. Yeah, full swing, full, full swing. swing. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Really changed the swing perspective. The that's a good name too. Swing the wind. Maybe that's our. Yeah. Maybe that's our golf. Uh, gear, yeah. Gear name. Mm-hmm. Swing the wind. Baby. Swing. You got to swing the wind. That's right. Yep. It's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. You got to play to win. That's swing. lottery, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Did somebody win that? Oh, yeah. Yes, someone did. How much? Uh, I forgot. Was it Florida? Yeah. 1.5 billion or something? Yeah. 1.3, 1.4. One, one person? One? Yeah. yeah. They're, they're ending up with, yeah, 500. Was million. it a Florida man? They're taking the one, one-time payment? Was it a Florida? I thought it was a Florida woman. Florida woman? I thought. Is that yeah. the same search results as a Florida man? Yeah, we actually <laughs> saw one yesterday. A Florida woman? Yeah. She killed her uh, older roommate or mother and then poured a bunch of Diet Mountain Dew on her to cover all the evidence. Yeah. Get rid of the DNA. Yeah. Mountain Dew. Diet Dew. Didn't work. Did it work? Turns oh, out, it didn't work? But oh. Regu- you got to use regular Dew. But that's Florida. Probably. You know, they probably thought it did. <laughs> uh, I just got a correction. Those are two different incidents, but they both did happen. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys just combined a couple different things into one story there. No, no, that's exactly what happened. That, I was going to say, you who gave you that false information? Somebody well actually did my ear. I just want to let you know, somebody well actually did, and he's an Italian, and he's in the way back. He was wrong. Yeah, he was wrong. 
thousand percent. That well, is. we can't be having this happen now, can we? Get on the mic. What happened? Yeah, Nick, exactly. Why don't, Nick, why don't we? Why don't we go ahead and settle this? So there was a diet Mountain Dew poured over a body, and right. somebody got arrested for it. I'll find it. And it wasn't their mom or whatever the tone said. These are two different stories. No, that happened. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. So what are you saying? It was not the person who won the lottery. No, we didn't. Yeah, say no, we're not saying that. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. You thought we were saying the person that won the lottery poured Diet Mountain Dew after a murder? Yeah. This show is the best. Talking about Florida man and woman, Mm -hmm. if it's the similar thing. This show is the (laughs) fucking best, dude. Thank you, Nick. You're welcome. Anytime. (laughs) Now, the person that won the lottery did not not do the dude Yeah, I did not think that that was. That's on me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Would have been funny, though. Yeah. Yeah, got so pumped. Actually, going to have to return all that money. Why is that? Well, well. Fucking killed somebody. Yeah. Killed slams. my elderly roommate. Yeah. I just there's something dude. happened here in Indiana where um, a lady, mm-hmm. she was either doing the investigating herself or hired a PI. Uh, went into a bar here in Indianapolis. Her boyfriend was with another woman. Uh oh. Oh, I think I saw this. Not a cheaters episode. There was no cameras, but there okay. was surveillance footage yes. from inside the bar. So when a girlfriend walks in to bar. Knowing that boyfriend and side piece uh-huh. are in there, walks in, she in uh, like uh, she has like a hair wrap bonnet type thing on. Mm-hmm. That's how you recognize her walking through the bar. She starts throwing hands Ooh. with side piece. Yeah. Okay, oh, okay. And side piece Respect. and girlfriend start throwing hands. Boyfriend in the middle, classic cheaters episode. Come on, yeah. no, no, yeah. come on. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Come on. And then they all get kicked out. Sure, makes from sense. From the bar, okay. But the uh, the boyfriend and side piece, they did order food, and they did already pay, so they waited for their food. Okay, I like that. Okay, I don't know what they got: chicken tenders, maybe <laughs> mott sticks. Yep. Ooh, mm-hmm. good it was order. worth it, whatever it yeah. was. So, girlfriend already been kicked out. Boyfriend, side piece come out. Girlfriend runs over. Boyfriend kills him. Dead. Wow. Oh, dead. Holy shit. Then kills he who? To eat his leg. Both of them. Boyfriend dead. Yeah. How'd I she do it? Side piece. Right. He's dead. How'd she do it? She drove his ass over. Oh, that's oh awesome. my. Side piece car. alive. I don't know what happened. I, it, the only the caption I read was, wow. "Boyfriend dead after jaded girlfriend catches him cheating in bar or something." I'm you gotta like, keep your head on. Like, see what this is bar. here. This seems yeah. like it's out of a reality show. Yeah, he 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 got murdered there. So I think she's going to jail long. Time. Yeah, okay. probably. Okay. Hopefully, he had his last meal first. Nope. Yeah. No, he took it on the go because they yeah. wouldn't let him eat in there. Remember, because they were fighting. Kicked his ass out. Yeah. Well, Girlfriend, though, he got there. out, picked up the food off. As the I say, ground, hopefully, right? hopefully, someone. Did. Indianapolis woman on trial for murder, accused of tracking cheating boyfriend to bar, then running over with car. Yeah. 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 She had a, a GPS device on him. That's yeah. how she knew where he was. Yeah. In Castleton. Man, really? Probably not the first time she's tracked him down and been violent. You run someone over with your car. I mean, you're not. You may have done something similar before that. Might have had a bad day, though. Yeah, it feels like you have the ability yeah, right. to turn off. Yeah. Any exactly. sort of. Uh, That's true. Yeah, she might have had a lot going on. Guardian. Yeah. Ra- yeah. Rational thought. She might have, you know, not had her favorite snack or something sure. that day. Yeah, she had the Apple Air Tag on him. I told you about them. On his oh, street. Geez. They were. On his. These things his are pants. a problem. Yeah, well, problems. yeah, if you're going to cheat on your girlfriend, yeah. Tilly's pup. Yeah, that's right. Don't do I that. mean, it <laughs> might Tilly's be a little pup. bit of a problem. What kind of car? Um, she worked what if it was his cousin? What if it wasn't a side piece? And on June 2nd, she <laughs> had worked herself up into a tizzy, and she needed to confront him and the woman. 
she knew he was Work with. herself to a shoot. Yeah, she was in a tizzy, bro. She was not well, happy. The prosecutor she said tizzy. That's nice. About sick of it. Anyways, hope everybody remains okay and doesn't get hit by any cars. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah stay yeah. safe. Yeah. Look, your head Look both ways. There. Yeah. That made me think that Cheater show had a good run until the guy got stabbed yeah, on correct. the boat, right? Yep. I think they brought it back. Oh. They did. I saw a preview just yesterday. of some. I don't know who's hosting it, but yeah. Yeah, when the wife and I were in Chicago, I was uh, watching a television set at a different time than I would normally be watching it, sure. and I saw a different host. A little bit more of an antagonizer, this host. Okay. This host is yeah. looking for the boat action. Sure. Oh, yeah. like, it's a female, right? Isn't it a female host? I, I think I saw. I don't. Yes. The one I saw, she was from another show, but I don't know what show she was from. I, Some I don't, reality show. It might have been. I don't know. Maybe they're doing I think it was a dude when I watched it, but anyways antagonizing oh yeah mm-hmm. like really makes for good tv bam this is what you did then you start, start thinking about all those trash tv shows that were on back in the day rest in peace jerry springer what a time yeah man. steve wilkos what a time. well steve wilkos's show was actually people think like maury povich's was the wildest sure yeah you know because like you are the father you lie sure, that sure. whole thing and i think he's selling like father things now oh uh tests DNA oh, like test. paternity tests and stuff or like lie that? detector test, something like that. He's into that game now. That's smart because that's what he was alongside. Jerry Springer, obviously awesome. Right. Steve Wilkos, his show was real serious. Oh, yeah, dark. Do you remember? Super. Like, you're currently on trial right now, right, for potentially sexually assaulting your stepdaughter, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And this guy's just sitting on a chair out there in front of a crowd. And he's like, isn't that what you're doing? And yeah. Steve Wilkos would go up and like almost fight him. Oh, yeah. Damn. And then he would t- take a lie detector test. He would take a lie detector test. And then he'd come back out. He'd be sitting on an isolated chair. It, you lied. You did do it. So we just found out this guy. Right. Guilty. He's one of the worst humans of all time. Yeah. And then there's like a fight immediately afterwards. And then they take that chair out. And then let's bring, bring another the one next in. One. Mm. And it's just like a nonstop. I'm like, damn. Steve Wilkos is like the most most serious yeah, his criminals here. That was a wild time in TV. I kind of miss it. He was a real cop, though. Steve was a real cop, though, before he worked, what, security for Jerry. Jerry was the Jerry's was way more wild than Maury Povich. Yeah. Nick's I think Jerry's Chicago was, legend, too. Jerry's was more like fighting and fake, probably a little setup. Whoa, thing. whoa, whoa. Oh, oh, yeah. Jesus. He's thinking, a mayor of Cincinnati. I can say it. I'm from Ohio. Jerry was really good. <laughs> Jerry was a work. It was. Brother. A good one, though. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I love the creativity. Yeah, greatest work of Entertainment all time. Yeah. TV. I love everything about it. The Iron Sheik was uh, yep. was actually on. Yeah. There was a lady messing really? around on her husband on with the Iron Sheik. <laughs> yeah, yep. right. I oh, mean, no. yeah, the booking was incredible there. So Jerry, obviously wild, okay? Yeah. Maury Povich, though. There were some moments out of it. went in. Oh, yeah. The celebrations. Hey. Yeah. Oh, my God. The devastation. Oh, Maury had it all. It did. Maury, tr- and he just always had his fucking legs crossed. Yep. yep. Yeah. Casual, how you doing? Keep it moving. He had, he did a little scared straight too, didn't he? Maury Povich had like a big, um, like a sergeant come in, yell in somebody's face, yeah, put him in jail, yeah, to like the the they, they'd bring in like four different teens who like were just acting out and yeah. doing crazy shit, and yeah, they did their their own little scared straight with all them. Oh yeah, and then there'd be like a tearjerker at the end because the drill sergeant would have like feelings for yep. one of these kids. Yeah. yeah, I used to be like you. Then you cry. Yep. And then Maury make you laugh. Yeah. When that lady didn't know which one of the 75 dudes it could have been that could have been the phone. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have it narrowed down to 75. Yep. It's like, lady, how many vaginas you got? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. How, do you remember that? Lady had 70. Yes. That was my era. Like, that was my era when those shows were big. I, but is there anything left like that? Is there any shows like that anymore? I don't think so. Uh. 
Nick, Nick said I mean, uh, Chris Hansen's back, kind of. Not Chris Hansen himself, but a show just like Similar it. show. Is it YouTube? Like, no, I think Chris Hansen himself is doing it on YouTube or something. Really? He's doing cameos. I know that. The, yeah, he the Chris Hansen's doing it somewhere else. Chris, I got a cameo from Chris Hansen for my birthday from the boys. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yep. Nice. That was, was pretty good to see him. It was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good to see him in there. And obviously, he had that same voice that Pizzazz. ruined a lot of people's lives. But, like, yeah, I think it's on Netflix. A lot of terrible people's lives. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why don't you have a seat over here? The, um, the ones on Netflix that you watch, right? Isn't it? I want to say. Deep side. That yeah. means, hey, I'm thinking. Yeah. It's not Netflix. It might be Hulu. Might be might be mocks. I can't remember. It's called Underage Undercover. They're doing it. They're setting these just yeah. free. Like, what? A, why, how are these people? These people scum of the earth. Right. Good question. Scumbags. There seems to be no shortage of them either. They have no problem finding these people. That's what right. I'm saying. The Chris that's, Hansen episode. That's the scary part. How many yeah. seasons? They had like a hundred seasons. Yeah, like, yeah. What? nuts. I, where? How was this? Yeah, thanks four or five guys Subway. an episode. What's that? What? Who? I said thanks a lot, Subway. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, he was. Right. He's getting out soon. No. Yeah, I bet you'll be happier about he that. He is like too. 2025 or something, I feel. Yeah. I don't know how. You have it circled on your calendar. Yeah, you're going to be waiting. Oh, no, for I'm him. not a fan of Jared Fogle. Not at all. Absolutely not. But I know you guys hung out with him in a nightclub one time, so I want to make you aware <laughs> that he will be out. Not you guys. <laughs> not you guys. I was on. He is from Indiana, okay? Yes. And he was very popular mm-hmm. <laughs> at the same time that I had money for the first time as well. Mm-hmm. So we did run into each other a couple of different times. One time, which AJ is referring to, he was in a bottle service section next to me. Yep. Yeah. And Jared Gary Fogel. Gary from what, Team Mom. Gary from Team Mom was there. Yeah, yeah. it's a real deal. <laughs> Jared Fogel, Gary from Team Mom, and then we were the next thing over. Indiana was really, really going then. Yep. I mean, that was a real time. Crazy run. Who's who? Nope. That's a long sentence to say, uh, but I do appreciate the information. I have no idea what he just said. Okay. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, I think there's a new chef what? at Lucas Oil Stadium. A new executive chef for Lucas Oil Stadium has prepared a menu for fans at Indianapolis Colts game. The team and its hospitality vendor hey. said on Monday. Okay, this is good news. So the Colts have notoriously been known to have terrible food in their stadium. <laughs> Every media member from other places says, Lucas Oil Stadium, real nice. I think they gave us, like, nachos with uh, cold cheese. Cold cheese, yeah. I think in hot dogs in there. So whenever we got a suite last year, you know, we were excited to experience the whole thing. I think there's a lot of question marks. Now they get a new chef in there. This is big news, Zito. Thank uh, you yeah. for this. Colts making good moves. Huh? This, this is a big move. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's awesome. It's but good. it's usually a company like Aramark or whatever has yeah. the whole place. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. Whatever company it was, was... That pizza was delicious, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just bring your own. That's stuff some like that Chipotle go. burritos. The brisket and the steak. With you say DC. stuff Chipotle burritos? Yeah, like I used to do, like going to movies. Used to bring burritos in with us to the movie theater. I think burritos is an aggressive thing to take into the movie theater, but I appreciate. In the winter, you wear your coat and you, you know put it in your coat pocket. Have you seen what Tone Diggs got? Tone Diggs got four pockets right now, basically. Let me see. First off, what you're doing is illegal, see. brother. No. What's that? <laughs> Making you stand up. No, no, no. Sneaking a burrito. Sneaking a burrito. Sneaking a burrito. Oh, it's not illegal. No, I pay to get into the movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you did. Me too. Hey, listen. You're like, yeah. There was some real. Uh, the burrito, I don't think I ever. Those no. work hard, though. I don't think anybody attempted the burrito. You're no. killing the theater. Yeah, you are stealing money out of those writers' pockets. No, I buy four extra tickets. Ooh. Every time I bring a burrito, I buy four extra seats just to make up for it. Nice. So why are you hiding the burrito? Then? That's a lot. I don't hide it. I don't hide it at all. Oh, I just want to eat like the burrito. This? 
I just want to eat it. Yeah. Are they? Th- I mean, this was college, really. Is the writers thing happening? What's going on there? Are they- yeah, they're still Stry- strong, striking strong. Yeah. Okay, so is there an end in sight? I don't think so. No. Can't they just say they? Because this is going to be a deal with a bunch of studios. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different people that they're going to have to negotiate with. Can't they just have a different contract that they want to pitch out to the studio? Say like, hey, if you want us to do this, this is what it's going to take, and this is the contract we're all signing. I would assume so. Yeah. Hmm. Has that happened? No, 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 no. Hmm. And we're a ways away. What's that mean? There is no end in sight. Like, I are they talk? Are they even talking? So what does this mean? Like, let's say there's picketing. Doomsday. This mm-hmm. happens forever. We never a movie again. Is that what they're? No, saying? we'll just be, be watching British Internet. movies. No. So yeah. how independent long, movies? That's all you're gonna see. Yeah, well, that, independent movies are they striking with these people? How long until somebody says like, "I'll just okay, we'll make independent movies over here." It's kind of starting to happen already a little bit. Do not anything non-SAG, right? You just can't have yes. SAG involved. I mean, animation. They can do anything with animation still. I feel like no, because the they're people not, who are know. voicing yeah. the characters are still. Oh yeah, you'd have to get yep. different actors and the people writing the movie. That's so true. we're we're assuming that their unions are going to stay firm together, strong together. I would imagine it'll probably end within the next couple months. Like like once football starts, and like this isn't as much on like the periphery as it is right now, where there's kind of nothing else going on. So like. People want to go see movies and like TV and stuff like that. But once like football starts and that kind of, and granted, you know, everyone isn't watching football, but everyone kind of is watching football. So, like, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that they might, you know, kind of pull back a little bit and realize, like, okay, we need to make some concessions. I don't here. do a lot of entertainment stuff. Everybody knows that. Don't watch a lot of movies, don't watch a lot of shows. I watch football and wrestling. Mm-hmm. Okay. I apologize. Yeah. But I do love a good scripted. Flick. Oh, yeah. I like a good talent. You know what I mean? Just watch Hijack. Loved everything about mm-hmm. it. I don't, so I don't know necessarily. I don't think the humans are on the writer's side, though. Is, is that wrong or am I right in that? Like the general public? Yeah, it doesn't feel like there's a big, like, groundswell, right? No, I, I don't think so. I think it's just like the the writers are obviously all on the writer's side, and then the all the actors came in and supported them because they were like, yeah, you know, without the writers, we don't have anything to to actually do but actually now that the writers are bringing it up like we want to get fucking paid better as well so then they kind of went on strike as well the the big thing is they're just saying the studios are making so much money the studio heads are making so much money and a lot of these people they don't even have livable wages you know they just want they just want a little bit a little bit to to wet their beaks and they're not getting it they want insurance because don't you have to make like over twenty seven k to get insured from SAG, I believe. And they're like, I've yeah. seen the actors say, That's there's part of it. Ninety percent of people in SAG make under twenty seven thousand a year. Like the majority of people don't make enough to even get covered. Well, that is also part of the problem. Is I think like it's very very easy to get your SAG card. So like a lot of these like there are a bunch of people who have these who it's like, well yeah, you've acted in things before, but like you can't like you're not you don't you're not an actor as like your full time job because right. you don't you make. Six thousand dollars a year, like it's it doesn't work like that. But just like when the NFL is negotiating the CBA, you know the union is representing all fifty three players on the roster, and then those people outnumber the people that That are are, at the top. So then the the negotiations seemingly last a lot longer because there's a lot to figure out. I hope they figure it out. I hope everybody gets paid. AI is also a massive focal point for sure. Oh yeah. What are they saying? It exists. We don't like it. Is that what they're saying? Yeah, you can make yeah, movies, kinda. right? Taking our job. Yeah, yeah. they want to make sure that AI is not just going to start fucking writing every goddamn movie out there. Well, I heard AI is writing books under actual authors' names. Oh, yeah. Oh. 
Really? Like RLs? Wait till they start using the music. No. Not like RLs. Like AI write your, your like say I'm in college and I have to write a 10-page paper. AI will, oh, yeah. will do it, right? Okay. Yep. You yeah. just type it in. But chat. will they know? Can they tell? The That's teacher. I would assume so. Big. Yeah, you just got to kind of edit it up. But yeah, there have been yeah. papers submitted. You would probably, the teacher would probably just go search for it. Yeah. Right on the AI. You got to change it up. You got to change it up a good bit. You get a good outline, though. Yeah, get yeah. your flavor in there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Get your flavor in there. Somebody, but you should be writing your own papers. You should have yeah. Somebody should. submitted one with the beginning of the chat GPT that actually says, like, because I am an AI, I haven't actually read this entire book, and they forgot to delete that book. Hey, that's that. going to get you whenever you're, like, <laughs> yeah. real late. Yeah. 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 Copy, paste. Print. Yeah. Fuck it. Bam. In paste. Send in. Yeah. Sometimes you get busy. My birthday was on finals week mm-hmm. Ooh, that was tough brutal that was tough there were some papers doing some things mm-hmm. it's like those were some long nights over there in morgantown mm-hmm. they're all moved back in do you see that morgantown's yeah. back to be packed. and uh the old classic meme is at the internet where all these freshmen that are coming into morgantown are like morgantown has no idea what's about to happen to it with me coming to town it's like no. Morgantown is undefeated. Morgantown. That's like undefeated. classic Vegas. Yeah, yeah, bingo. Morgantown is ready for everybody that's coming in there. Just like that Arizona State athletic director, that scumbag, mm-hmm. who said he'll never go to Morgantown. What? You're missing out, bud. Because West Virginia, what are we doing this year, Pat? We're going to win. And then. Win. And then. Win. And then. Win. That's what's happening, AJ. Let's go. That's what's happening. And Can't wait. You're taking the over? For what? Five and a half. Five and a half wins yes. for, West, for West Virginia. You knew my question, too. Don't try to buy time. Yes. Pac-Man is in for that. Okay. And you. Nice. I'm what in. about you? I'm in. No, you don't feel – if I was on West Virginia's roster right now, I would not feel good that you are not confident in the squad. I told – I've been – what? I've gone to the What's the coach's name? Of the coach's name again? Highest coach. Neil Dine. Neil Brown. Neil Brown. Hope we didn't show this to the team and say, hey, hey, boys, you know our, you know our guy who, whoa, who really whoa, pubs us whoa. hard. He's, he's doubting you. Maybe you're going to put the chip on their shoulder that, that gets them over the top. Yeah. Yeah, the chip so. on the shoulder is of confidence, pal. <laughs> Going into Happy Valley running wild. What are we even – what are we talking yeah. about in there? I don't know if I want to bet on these kids. Okay? Okay. That's oh. what I've – So you're yeah. not taking the over. I just don't know if I – you know, I would, like to, <laughs> I would like to just enjoy the ride with them. I'm going to be so emotionally yeah. invested. I don't necessarily like need to be actually that. gambling invested. Yeah, there's sure. nothing wrong. With yes, they're going to win six games and go to a bowl game, obviously. They're West Virginia. That is what West Virginia is at least going to do. And have you seen any of the clips that have come out of practice? Yeah. The boys are buzzing. Neil Brown's balling. And that's Garrett Green with the good hair. Okay? Is that new? Yeah. He's changed his look. Yeah, you're damn He's right. A it's a new though. year, bro. Goatee. We're at different altitudes. Let's go. Nice slow-mo. So over, like over five and a half. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh PBU. Yeah, I did see a nice PBU. You see the break on the ball there? And then I own money's paying off. Look how fast that guy is gone. Oh. He's paid. Actually. He's paid. Oh. Oh. oh, we're just dropping balls in buckets. Oh, PBU. Yeah, it's good defense. That's against our fourth stringer. There's Garrett Green running wild, brother. Sweet flow out the back, too. So you'd suggest the good people watching to put their money on West Virginia over five and a half. Yes. All right, let's get to a. Uh, That's what you would suggest. Let's get to a today's giveaway. Just wondering. Yeah. I don't think other people should do what I'm doing. Sure. I am emotionally attached. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I get it. And you are yeah. taking the over. Yes. So what does that mean? You because of that, you think they're going to win 12 games, and you're just like, hey guys, I want you to your expectations to be normal. I'm emotionally invested in the squad. Yes, yeah. we're going to the college football playoff. That yeah. is how oh. I feel. Cool. Before right. it even expands, right? So when it's just four teams. Hard to get in. That's the way we like it. 
Okay. Big 12, power conference. Welcome to it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Everybody's saying the big this, the big that. West Virginia is still in the big whatever. Yeah. And will be forever. People are excited to come into the West Virginia conference. Mm. Texas, Oklahoma leaving. Who cares? Is West Virginia still there? They are. Sweet. (laughs) Hell yeah. That's what's happening. We're winning the Big 12. Then we're winning the college football playoff. Then we're going to win the national championship. That's what this West Virginia team is doing. Now, that tough schedule. Tough schedule. Don't know a lot of guys on the team. Really tough schedule. Only human I know is Garrett Green. That's the quarterback. And that's the only reason why I know him. Because he's Garrett Green. Seems like a a great guy. I don't know anybody else on the team. Okay, that's fine. We're going to be all right. We got a running back that I know we paid. He's good. Yeah. Okay. There's a wide receiver that I think we paid. I think he's good. There's a Morgantown native that caught that ball. Uh, I don't know his name. He's good, though. Fast. He's going to be scrappy. Did you have any guys from Morgantown around that, like within an hour or two of the school? Well, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. We got yeah, players Pittsburgh, in so Pittsburgh. Close. They said West Virginia. You're right. Pittsburgh's like hour and a half. My house, East Hills of Pittsburgh to Morgantown, which is through Pittsburgh down here, like hour and a half. So pretty close. That's nothing. Yeah, easy. easy. Yeah. yeah, pretty close. A lot of Pittsburgh stuff. All right, let's kick some balls. You got to catch them. You go, Pack. Here we let's go. go, Pack. Come on, buddy. Don't drop them like this morning. That's right. All right, so he's got to catch four of these, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep, four of them. Or five, maybe. Nah, because this ball's super flat. Oh. So I don't want to put it in the slot. I mean, you got to keep it pretty low. Well, it's a thunder dump. It's a thunder dump. You going one handed? Yeah, let's go. All right. If he catches four of these things one handed, we'll give four, four. Four balls. How about five people per ball? So 20 people. 20 people. Okay. Guys, one of you has to have money. 20, 20 people, $20. Boom. 20 people. $20. Five Or 20 people, one of those baby dukes. I don't know if we have the. I don't know if we have 20 of these. Okay. Yes. Logistics. Supply right chain. Now. Yeah, supply, supply chain. chain. Rubber balls, little baby dukes. 20 people, $500 if Pac-Man can catch four of these. Sounds, good. Right. Sounds good. Good luck, Pac-Man. Oh, that's an easy one right off the bat. Boom. Um, yeah, this isn't even a challenge. Boom. Yeah, it's got to hold him, dude. Uh-oh. Oh, that one's... Oh, oh. Here we go. Last one. Come on, Pac. <laughs> Here you go, Pac. Hey, what do we say, Pac? Come on, Pac. Oh, he did oh. a little 360. Yeah! yeah. Now Bill's turn. Good work, Pac. Bill. Now Bill's turn. Now all you got to do... Mitt. Bill. Good job. Yeah. Where's Bill? <laughs> no, keep. Here we go. Hey, make him work. Make him run. Bill can run. You can. Okay. You can punt all over. Yeah. Bill does this. We'll add an extra five. Okay. Okay. Yes. Let's go, Come on, Bill. Bill. Five. Come on, Bill. Five hundred grand or <laughs> just just a extra five people. Okay. This is a big motor. He can do this with his eyes. Come on, Bill. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Come on, Bill. Come on, Bill. Uh oh. Bill. Let him use two. No, two is easy. Let him use two. It's a baby duke. I literally just put it in his chest. A little higher. Come on, motor. Come on, motor. I'm missing that one. Uh, (laughs) All right. All right. Don't work, Bill. Sorry about that, Bill. 
It's not easy as it looks, Bill. It's not about putting you back there to catch a pump. We're just trying to hand the ball off to mm-hmm. Bill. Yeah, yeah, big and motor. He, you know Forrest Gump where they catch a kickoff, they run it over, they give it to Forrest Gump, and yep. then he just runs? He's out. That's what we're doing for Bill. Yep. Yeah. 20 people, $500. All you got to do is retweet this tweet and say something nice to somebody. Uh, and also put in there however we can pay you the most efficiently and quickly. We appreciate you all so much. Hell of a show today, boys. Wait. Oh, yeah. Big thanks to Lucas Glover coming out here, chit-chatting about golf and life. Arthur Smith, Zach Taylor. And we got preseason week two starting tomorrow. Here we go. Let's have a time. Let's have a day. We'll see you tomorrow. You all are the best people on earth. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. It might change your life. Goodbye.